Dave, thank you for coming in today. Uh, you are reading for the role of co-host on a unsuccessful 40K podcast. Do what now? Did you not know about that? Uh, sorry. Okay. okay. Um, we right. scheduled this interview like three weeks ago. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Um, so I just need you to read the script in front of you. Again, you're reading for the role of Dave. Okay. Uh, co-host on an unsuccessful 40K podcast. I mean, we even renamed the part after you so you would it would help you out like Tony Danza. All right. Um, hold on. Let me get my sheet here. All right. This is Dave Eaton. Why did you leave the Dave. Why did you leave the sheet down and just make noises with your mouth? <laughs> it's more fun that way. This is Dave Eaton reading for the part of Dave, co-host on a shitty 40k podcast. I'm so old. I have erectile dysfunction. What? I also think that space marines are the best. Well, that's true. Um, uh, thank you for letting yeah. me read. D- don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Wow, we're back uh, for another Mob Rules. Uh, John here, joined by always by Danny, and now by Inger. Hi, Inger. Yeah, how's it going? It's playing the role of Dave. No, you're you're not. That's fine. Hi, Dave. How are you? I, I'm good. I mean, I like Who's how that Swede that just left her. He was dreamy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you it, would think that. In all fairness to Dave, uh, we started like we started recording by me hitting record and yelling at him. So you're here to audition <laughs> for the role of so Dave. I like that you were auditioning, Dave, uh, and Dave was on the podcast before I was. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're the better addition. You're a legacy hire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your your dad was in a podcast similar to oh know, there we go yeah nepotism yeah. at its that's finest not, that's not fucking fair I mean my you, dad there you were on pod- that podcast too Dave <laughs> my podcast went around when my dad existed oh god damn it man yeah uh, they right, called well, them they called them talkies I, I was gonna no, say don't call them God into they this. called them silence really didn't silence trans- yeah oh they, well, talkies that's how old it was okay it, it was wasn't like the cave paintings on walls yeah there was music you know it was like oh i don't have anything queued up for that i know that's why i'm making the music oh thank you i appreciate that yeah that is an and then a amazing traditional tone You're hey uh, before we get started uh, just some quick housekeeping what? uh i'm not fucking cleaning your house again john <laughs> god damn it just please this, no okay so i want to thank everyone for the the positive reactions we got for the um our trailer for our review of kodak space marines um that you guys should probably be able to see today uh we had a lot of fun destroying things uh for that um it yeah was, it was cathartic it was cathartic it was it was pretty good Not for uh, me much like <laughs> much like new space marines will destroy the game we destroyed old space <laughs> marines um but i'm sure i'm sure Dang, we'll get into, i'm sure we'll get savage, into that later on spicy. does anyone want to buy six unopened boxes of plague bearers no <laughs> <laughs> um and then also um what else do i want to talk about dave oh yeah yeah we're no longer a four local podcast Four oh, Loco yeah. is dead, gone. If you were a member of the Patreon, uh, Mob Rules, um, you can would have I, known I at this least already. Explain the story behind this. I so mean, I, I've been I guess. working for a long time to get us the Four Loco sponsorship. Sure. And I finally got a cease and desist letter 
from the guys that make Four Loco. Right. So fuck I mean, them. So Games Workshop, and, and Games Workshop barely knows we exist. Why does Four Loco know we exist? I have sent them a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I've seen some of those crayon stick figure painting or drawings, and uh, some of the things that you're doing to Four Loco was it's very unnatural. Paintings, you that, son of a bitch, so you uncultured swine. That's a herd of buffaloes. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, pretend legal action or not, we have ditched the four loco. Um, some say it is due to impending lawsuits. Others can say it's because we're all in our our, our upper thirties slash forties and can no longer drink or older. Um, the 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 sheer amount of sugar and and hatred that is contained in each four loco. Now, this isn't to say that we'll never drink a four loco. Again. Oh no, for sure. In Vegas, absolutely I'm sure not. we'll oh, absolutely. Yeah. The four loco will flow. Uh, in in Vegas, uh, as we Corn drink Wilson. with our listeners, <laughs> for loco for the four loco god, right? Um, but now, but now, kids, we are a white claw podcast. <laughs> and I purposely did that on top of uh, Dave's oh, that, opening of the can. Oh, just great us with oh, white claw. I mean, it's delicious. Yeah, it's but at the same it's delicious uh, white claw. Oh, if you are unaware, uh, is the latest meme drink to hit the world. I first heard of it. Um, from wrestling, and then Danny bought some camping. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out that, you know, if you're literally, it tastes, tastes like you're drinking sparkling water, then your alcoholism is a little less pronounced. Right, right. And, yeah. there's, and it's low carb. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, White Claw. We've got a sound effect for it and everything. Got nothing for Four Loco. Definitely not two you don't and a half days Four of John's life into that, into that sound effect. Well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, this is the Four Loco sound. It's my walker oh, okay. from being paralyzed by the sheer alcohol content of this thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, Some fine walker noises. But anyway, uh, Dave, what you been up to? Uh, well, I did a little bit of painting. I kept working on the stuff, getting ready for uh, Battle Zone Ursa coming up. Oh, yeah. Big ass yeah. GT. Third year of Battle Zone mm-hmm. Ursa up here. Third GT. We're going to be having at the Egan Center in Anchorage, Alaska. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, first year I am missing. <laughs> yeah. It's not the um, first year you're missing. Oh, well, technically you're not going to actually be at the event. You didn't play the last two years though. Cause you were judging. Uh, I slash was organizing butchering streams. Yeah. Yeah. Organizing butchering streams, learning about mic levels, uh, yeah. in ways that tortured our viewers on mm-hmm. YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Amazing. Good thing um, none of those lessons took. So well, I prepared them for <laughs> listening to the podcast. Yeah. So, sure. um, th- th- there's that too, but yeah, so, Right now, it looks like we're going to be definitely getting like 30, 32 people in there, hit that GT level. I also have some uh, Age of Sigmar going on. Uh, there's a big War Machine event going on that's got a couple of our buddies really excited for War Machine again, which I'm excited to buy a cheap War Machine army in two months when <laughs> they're, they're done with uh, it. Are mm-hmm. you, though? Mm-hmm. 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 No. No, yeah. no. No, I'm not. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited for that. But yeah, Dave, you must be really excited for that because of the new Space Marine Codex coming. I was super excited for the Battles on Ursa until the new Space Marine Codex started coming. Oh, why? Oh, because I had a list. I was going to start practicing. I was going to get 20 to 30 games in before Ursa so yeah. that I could get some good practice and know exactly what I need to do with my list. Uh-huh. And instead Drop they 93 points. Totally. What you need to do. Um, that wasn't even the Space Marine Codex, so that was just an FAQ to bring them back into alignment. No, uh, I, I cleared, I changed the list around after, after the points. Oh, okay. I adapted it. So what are you worried about then? I don't understand. Oh, the new Space Marine Codex? The, all of the stuff that they previewed so far has just made me go, well, fuck, now I want to take everything. How am I going to, what? Well, what is going to be the best for me to be able to take first place? Nobody knows. Nope. I know, that's the problem. Nope. You like your gun lines, though. 
I, I like my I like to castle and sit for two rounds. And, it's and, usually the best way, the way that I like to little play. Robert R- Robert Gordon um, and his flowy tanks of doom. It is a fun tactic, and I don't see it changing all that much. In fact, I just see it getting better through Codex Space Marines. Oh, it's the filler items because there's so many good stuff. I mean, they previewed some mm. stuff. Well, you know, we'll we'll talk about that stuff a little bit later. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I have my my current list for Ursa is three uh, Repulsor Executioners Boo. with Laz, Triple Bobby Boo. G. Um, Bobby G is bringing along um, his friend, a Tech Marine. One million booze. Mm-hmm. Boo. Uh, one of the repulsor executioners is actually bringing along a dedicated transport repulsor with Laz. Oh, so it can see if you want to fit right, a repulsor in, case in I want a repulsor. Yeah, so I can just wedge it on in there. Just Yo, dog. Yes. Uh, and then I've got, uh, I have another tech marine. I heard you a, like to repulse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't like to. He just four. does. It's a, that's a stacked minus four if you charge that repulsor, actually, because there's two inside of it. One inside oh, of it. I see. Because yeah. okay. that's how that rule works when things are off the table. Dave, if you're going to cheat, you got to keep consistency. Nope. <laughs> Always keep them he, he guessing. That's my he, model. He won't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. And so I've got uh, the spearhead with the eliminate, um, the executioners. And then I have another spearhead that, uh, through open discussion, decided on Raven Guard prior to the Codex Chapter Tactics announcements. Mm. Yeah, that um, might change now, I right. think, right? So I was taking a tech marine just because I needed another tech marine to be able to repair stuff and a cheap HQ, and then three squads of eliminators to be able to snipe the bejesus out of the whatever the hell I wanted, sit and cover, hold hold small objectives, stuff like that. Raven Guard, because I gave him the minus one to hit, and the cloaks always give already give them a two-up cover save as long as they're in cover. So, you know, I was, I was like, I'm liking this. I need to practice it. Now it's like, well, Raven Guard gives them an extra plus one. So if the Camo Cloaks plus Raven Guard with the new tactics, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm still going to run no, at this. They count as in cover. So if you're those guys, you'll have yeah. a one up in the open. Two up in the open. If that counts as being in cover. Then the and they get cloak. an extra point of cover. Right. Or being more than 12 inches away. So that's a one up. So you set like yeah. a little objective well, in your backfield. So just I, park there I'm, flipping off. So I have a one up, not... Or if I have a one-up already in on a piece of terrain, I also have a one-up not on a piece of terrain because the Camelline cloaks right. give you a two. Uh, they change your cover save to two instead of one. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, dude. yeah. I know. I'm just saying. It I'm makes very them, confused right now. Good. So if you're like, in, if you always keep them guessing. Yeah, if you're in <laughs> the cover, then you'll be minus one hit as well. You're not the one you're supposed to keep guessing, though, Dave. So no, basically, nothing changed except they got better because their guns all got better and they. Well, I mean. <sighs> I, I missed that where it's listed that in, in one of the articles. So, I mean, the going up to five from four, because that was the only thing I was like, man. I didn't see that before four. either. Yeah. But strength but going five. Going up to strength five, I'm. That's fucking spicy, dude. I'm going to snipe the bejesus out of stuff. But there's also other new squads, you know, that are coming out that can do other stuff. And like I said, we'll talk about that. And I hope so to that's go what up. I've been They're working all for. 800 points each. <laughs> How much is a regular space brain? 11 points? Yeah, we'll just make that up. We'll say they're eleven points. New uh, the new Primaris units nine points. Nine points. That's the that's how GW gets it. That's the wow. final nail in the wow. coffin. Internet is going to explode about you know my head imagine, is going to explode. Could you imagine that? It's like all right, here I got these Vanguard semen everywhere as I buy a bunch of Space Marines. Sorry, did you just say semen? Yeah, yeah. I said my head is going to explode into semen. Yeah, yeah. With semen. Oh, with semen. Yeah. If Space Marines are nine points each. Hey, so also... <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those weird jackass-style dares. Uh, yep. Besides building uh, 
um, some eliminators and getting them base coated and starting to paint on them. Um, I have been working on Warcry terrain. Nice. I'm, oh. do- I'm done and forgot to bring it with me. <laughs> Good, because I'm not done. Right. So I can still lie and say. I and am going to prime them. <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh, we're going to do this in two weeks when John's done. So we'll get Warcry ready and then we'll do it. And so oh I cranked God. it out. And instead, I'm just like, hey, let's burn a bunch of Dave and Danny shit. Yeah. And then- <laughs> yeah, John's like, hey, can we like fake burn a Space Marine Codex? And I'm like, John, no, dude, we can just burn. We can for real burn my Space Marine Codex. And I, he's like, and oh, I was like, no, yeah, man. John was like, Dave, bring your Space Marine Codex over. I was like, no, <laughs> no, because I, I can't I, I verify that you won't actually burn it. And I need to still. I think so my favorite part was when Dave came up with this idea for an intro for the review video. Oh, don't and, spoil it yet. And then I was like, no, I don't like it here. We're just going to burn the old Codex. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? So what you should have done, John, is told me about this idea in private and told Dave just to bring the codex, and then we could burn it for oh, real in front of him. No, a, you would never. I would never have brought the codex over. I'd have been like, if John ever said, "Hey, Dave, can you bring me X that is also flammable and I know it?" It's not coming. I don't care what it is. So anything, basically, pretty yeah, much, anything. yeah, pretty much anything. Anything's flammable with enough gasoline. That's right. Well. Not technically the gas is on fire, but it looks like it's on oh, fire. Oh, sure. Okay. Definitely. You're not, right. Yeah. Not steel beams. Say, I was just going to say steel beams. <laughs> it's gasoline, not jet fuel. So, oh, but how does, right, how did right. the war criteria go together? Cause honestly, like I had zero hype or care for this game. Um, we got a box in to kind of take a I mean, look at after putting my side of the kit right, together. Hold on. Oof. I have the exact same attitude you do. Like I, I liked the idea of the game, but I liked it when I thought it was just six war bands. When they said, just kidding, you can use everything else. I went, Oh, it's kill team for age of Sigmar. Yeah, I'm good. You know, when it was just, uh, I, I was hoping it was more along the same lines as the old chaos, uh, book in the eighties where you took a hero path to glory. Yeah, basically. And you yeah. built your warband up one mm-hmm. model, one or two models at a time by die roll. So I was like, Oh man, you start with, you know, 20 points of models or something like that. And if you earn, you go up, you play better dudes join you. That's, oh yeah, that's like what, a Necromunda style thing, right? Kind of, except like a Mordheimy. Yeah, I mean, except you, know you gotta the, buy those in that. I'm just talking about getting them for free. <clears throat> you know that they have that in uh, Age of Sigmar right now, right? Like all of the. I mean, this isn't an Age of Sigmar podcast, so no. Why oh, would I know that? Sorry, Dave. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving on. But yeah, so um, the terrain. It actually went together very well. There were a couple pieces that had me a little worried. There's some dangly skeleton dudes that... Uh, I, I wanted like, all of those to put on 25 mils. I just feel like these are my skeletons. Suck on it. You They're can't, just kind of standing with their arms crossed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like... I'm They're gonna, dead vampires. I'm going to break Karen, so much. That's her name. <laughs> Karen. Uh, and other than that, uh, I played in a tournament last weekend. You did. Oh, did. you did. Congratulations. And going into the final round, I was in first place. Wow. Well, look at you. Unfortunately, I ran into uh, perennial... Uh, Badass Rob Porter. Yeah. Um, Why is his ass bad? Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah. Do the sweatpants. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> the sweatpants. Yeah. Sweatpants. <laughs> he uh, he and I had a uh, a very interesting game. We ended up on the only table that didn't have Nova walls that had just frontline gaming terrain. So one big center block piece. And oh no. Open lots of open areas for him to light me up with his his stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was still running the the just the trip. Hey, so let me ask list. you a question. Did sure. you let him define terrain for you at the start of the game? We defined terrain together and then got confused in the middle of the game. Okay. Um, oh. be- because I didn't hear all of what he said. 
Uh, mm. He said, no magic boxes, right? And I said, did he just say he wants to use magic boxes? Okay. Yeah, magic boxes. Okay. <laughs> so. Dave I, using those husband listening skills. Right? So I, I we got into, you know, a debate about it because I was like, oh, I thought you said you want. I was. I, that's why I was so confused when you said magic boxes because I thought you wanted to use it to put your dudes inside. And so I was going to use it to put my dudes inside. Mm-hmm. And he's like. No, the roof doesn't come off. I don't want to use markers and stuff. Why would I want to do that? I was like, oh, thank God. I hate magic boxes if you can't actually lift to see where the models are. Mm-hmm. So uh, other than that, I just uh, I misplayed a little bit with my deployment. Uh, and then one of my tank, my first tank blew up, killing both my tech marines. <laughs> oh, ouch. And damaging every single thing else that was around it. So. Double ouch. It, uh, At least you rolled a six. That's, uh, I mean, that's good. Yeah. You rolled one six. Yeah. Just ill-timed. I rolled a six in the game in game two as well. So let's let's talk about this tournament. I, yeah, yeah. So uh, game one. I um, mean, spoilers. You said you were winning when you went into the right. last round. Um, game one, I played against the my first opponent of uh, the Midnight Sun GT. Uh, he changed his list up a little bit. He no longer had a Castellan. He now had a Valiant. He also had a Death Strike. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and unlike our first game, I got to go first. Uh-huh. So he no longer had a couple of those things anymore? He didn't have a Valiant and two tank commanders when the first turn was done. Wow. So The Knight Valiant? Yeah. So oh, okay. That's a really good turn of shooting. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Um, and, then, and then it was just, unfortunately, it was just easy mop-up after that. Um, for, because most of his stuff just, he didn't have any troops. So he just mm, had oh, tanks. Okay. Um, and they were they were really just really easy to clean up with the repulsors. Sure. Um, and I, I finished that, what, 39 to 3? Okay. So um, it was something, something brutal like that. And I was like, oh, no, I really didn't want to win. I know he's not listening because he's a teenager. He's like a 14 or 15-year-old kid. And our target audience is and our a, parents. He has a, <laughs> yeah, he has, a, he has a dad that loves him, so there's no way he's listening to this. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't want to win that badly. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't want With to that crush, many points. Yeah. I didn't want to crush him. Are I don't care about the point strategy. I didn't want him to not score anything. I wanted him to also score. So you got zero points, Dave. You got three. Dude. I oh. mean, it's like scoring well, nothing. I was um, going to say that's pretty messed up, dude. You wouldn't even let him kill one of your repulsors. No, no. fuck that. I, let him, I tried to let him kill other stuff, but he just. Failed. But not your babies. Terrible. Yeah. Those babies finished the game without a scratch on them. Wink. Um, thanks, Tech Marine. Oh, so they were scratched, but there was a dude running behind them buffing. Yeah. Right. He was also rolling sixes for repairing, so I didn't lose one. I mean, still only three, but. Yeah, I get you. So round two was against James Kempner and his GSC uh, Carnifex list. He was mm-hmm. playing just sheer boatloads of deck effects. Yep. Uh, so I just played, I'm going to sit here, come on and get me. And he did. Oh. Uh, he ended up losing the game. Uh, I beat him uh, 22-20. Was, I mean, it was a lot closer than it would have been. It came down to, well, unfortunately, it came down to not being able to charge Bobby with his uh, uh, Primus. His, okay. His Warlord. Yeah. Um, or Magus, sorry. His Magus. He was going to charge into, but I had the two Repulsors. Patriarch, you mean? Yeah, the, I'm sorry, the Patriarch. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because, like, why would you charge that stuff into Bobby G? I would be shocked. Well, I don't know. So Anyway. So the Patriarch. 
the the top tier leader of the genes. Yeah, yeah. He, um, you, you can't get within one inch of any other model you didn't clear as a charge. So Bobby was halfway back behind the tank line and he couldn't mm-hmm. get his base within one inch of Bobby's without getting one within one inch of those other ones. Oh, so he couldn't make the charge. So instead on the final turn of the game, he had just walked out into the open in front of uh, two repulsor <laughs> executioners. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Um, and you know, he would, unfortunately I, he got a little upset and that's, you know, it's understandable. He, you Did know, he declare like, the repulsors as charge targets or no. just not? Oh, okay. No, no. Cause if he had, he would have died anyway from the repulsors overwatch. Well, maybe of old age waiting for it to finish. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't want to take the fire from that. He only had two wounds left. Oh, and so okay. the good chance of actually. Dying. Yeah. Especially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he couldn't make the charge and instead it, it just, you know, when you, sometimes when you make a, a decision and then you realize later it makes you angry and you want to kick a chair, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally have seen that before. I mean, or, I've never got that. Or throw your hat on the yeah, ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's the kind fucking of, going gangbusters in that chair. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I felt bad with the same token. It was one of those dude, I, what do you want from me? Um, you're out in the open now. You want me to just to let you, you move past the movement phase on and the shooting phase onto the charge phase. Uh, we have to go all the way back. Uh, so I made a similar mistake in one of my games at midnight sun where I left a demon prince wide out in the open, but like, you're right. You're like at that point when you look over and see, you're like, well, shit. I mean, and then move on. He he wouldn't have moved out if he couldn't have made the charge. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not telling you that you can't make the charge because you, because so, I don't want you to make the charge. I'm telling you, you can't make the charge because you would be violating the rules of. So this that. is a good opportunity to talk about intent and asking your opponent questions like that because that's important. Yeah. So say, hey, I'm moving this guy out here. Can I charge Bobby G? Okay. You can't actually charge him without touching one of my tanks. All right. I, okay. Well, in that have, case. I would have told him that had he asked me. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's something that's what Danny's bringing up here is like, that's a really great thing well, to do to your opponent and so be like, hey. I think I would have actually probably said, I don't think you could make a charge with Bobby G because of the, the closeness of the tanks. I mm. think you can't get around them. I, I would have given him that opportunity. But sure. once once it came down to it and he declared the charge and, you know, done all that stuff and moved out there and. Made the charge technically in distance to of inches, he just didn't make it. So it happens. Yeah, poor kids. Yeah, poor kids. Uh, so I won that, and then I had to go up against Rob. Like I said, and we had a great game. Um, you know, we talked uh, afterwards because it finished very quickly. Now, after Rob finished his round two game much sooner than I finished mine, and started the smack talking about uh, how he was going to have me tabled by turn three. I was going to go down like a punk bitch. I mean, is it smack talking? If it's true. <laughs> well, it's not true. I think that's what Dave's going to. Are you to. done? Yeah. Just, just, just now. So, uh, <laughs> not only did he not table me, he, he never killed Bobby G. Wow. Oh, that was not even joke. the first, not even one time. Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't manage to kill him at all. So suck on that, Rob. Was he hiding, hiding inside a magic box? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Which he can't get into. Yeah. Or, so technically he was, can't no, get he out snuck of. snuck through a door underneath. He's a monster, not yeah. an infantry model. No, he was he was in uh, He is a monster. <laughs> yeah, he is. You're a monster. I mean, he was in cover, but I'm a monster. All right. Yeah, sorry. You got, yeah. you got any more? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm done. Nope. 
Uh, so I ended up fourth in that tournament. Uh, but I nice. feel like I learned a lot playing against somebody of Rob's caliber. It's always good to play someone way better than you are. That's yeah. pretty good since you've only played like eight games of 8th edition. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say every game for Dave is playing against someone <laughs> uh, way was, better than That was than actually my 12th game of 8th edition, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, but it, it has uh, catapulted me up at the end of that tournament. I was actually in 20th for a starties. Uh, I set a personal goal of myself of being in top five in one faction. Now I thought that faction was going to be custodes, but then they screwed that up with the scoring. And um, now they screwed it up by making a starties, like essentially lifting yeah. a starties skirt up and sticking his leg out in the street corner for everyone to move over Just to give a big old hump on. Yep. Yep, like a dog. It's a starter army because it's so good. So, uh, yeah, that's been uh, what I've been up to. Let's go ahead and just move into the next segment because you two are idiots. <laughs> hey, Danny, what have you been up to? I mean, uh, we so are idiots, but... I, yeah. I mean, that's all yeah, accurate. Um, man, I am super excited about the new Space Marine book. I've been reading stuff. I am. Oh, okay, sorry. What? Hold hey, on. So it's come a hug, on now, it's salty wait, over there. It's, it's a hot trigger me, finger. Let me try it. I am super excited for the new... Codex Space Marines book. I don't have a cricket sound on <laughs> well, here <not> anymore. <laughs> God. Right. Oh, oh there we go. His own. Yeah, I got nothing. That's it. I'm not the Foley guy. Danny's the Foley guy. It's fair, fair. No, but yeah, yeah, you're super excited for the Space Marine book. I am. Out. I think that there's some really cool characterful combos that might actually even work good. I have some stuff I want to try. So I'll probably. Is that butt sex? Uh, not, <laughs> no, really. Not to 40K. this time, Dave. <laughs> But I'm not ruling that out. Fool me once. Yeah, well. <laughs> you said this was a friendly game. Ow. 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 Uh, but I know I'm excited. I, I want to see what they can do. I want to screw around with some lists. Probably, you know, I want to fuck around with that a little bit and then see yeah. what I end up with. I do too. So, so I'm super intrigued to see where it goes. I mean, I know yeah, by the time uh, this comes out, go to first place. Well, no, Versa, obviously. But but here's the deal: like no. everything that's coming out is super sweet. So so what are the downsides? Like are are the are points doubled? Like are or you know? Nope. Are, are there like restrictions or, or things like that? It's just nope. <laughs> I mean, bold claims you're probably right about, but yep. I think one of the reasons the uh, the repulsor like fuckucutioner went up 31 points is based off of the the buffs and changes they're going to get from the new codex. Well, the only the only buff they're going to end up getting is the ability to have chapter tactics, which as a flat, let's see, so... Um, oh, so that only that we makes, know of. Yeah, that we know of so far, and that would only make your, like, stupid tank minus 5 AP or minus 4 AP. No, it's minus 4. That's it. You're thinking of... Uh, we'll, go, we'll go into that yeah. later, but, the, I mean, the... Uh, so look at Ultramarines. Ultramarines have a... They can fall back and still shoot at a minus 1... Yeah. Okay. Well, the tanks have fly, so they already had that. Well, okay. Right. Because I mean, but none of the other tanks have, did. Right. Yeah. No, no. I get that. But for me, as from a me standpoint, the executioners aren't benefiting from the chapter tactics. Well, of and Ultramarines. Re- Reboot Goleman can use the chapter tactics now. Finally. Mm-hmm. So he, he can, couldn't before. He can fuck well, off out of combat. Of course he couldn't. Just because you write something, those that do write, those that don't <laughs> fall back and shoot at minus one. Okay? But, but I'm digressing away to from exciting stuff that I'm sure we'll that talk went, about later. Dave, here. Instead of going over my head, that went right into my brain and made me laugh pretty good. So that was a good one. So yeah, you're you're hyped about the codex. I'm hyped about that. I'm hyped about. So I also did I play in a tournament? I did not. No, you did I not. Bailed. You stopped by. Oh no, actually, I did play in a tournament. A few, Dave. I did. What tournament did you play in? I played in the team tournament with our part with our teammate Joe. That's not a real tournament. It yeah, it was, is a real tournament. It Skip was over. awesome. I painted a chaos That's knight. True. 
And then I also hey, it painted, actually looked pretty good too. Thanks. I know that's surprising. I uh, preferred the picture of your dog, like most of our listeners, yeah. as well. Just most of everybody. I, I liked everything about it except one shoulder pad, where it looked like you accidentally brushed too much of the uh, typhus corrosion on, and you could see like a solid brush bloop. Uh, that's no. where yeah, it's probably. Ex- that's where it's extra corrupted. You just yeah. don't know. Don't question it. Anyway, yeah. so uh, I painted him, and I painted up three Lord Discordants, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, the Discordants look better than that. Yeah, they did. They, they matched out very real well. Nice. Yeah. So you're running them as uh, Purge, obviously, the way they look? Nope, false host. So you're saying that people can run armies not painted exactly as you want to run them as, and yeah. uh, they look better? Yes, it's fine. well, so I mean, I like painted. to have all of my stuff painted the same so colors. So Alterines could be purple? Sure. Yeah. No. My I don't have sure. anything against expect, that. I didn't expect that to go that way. Yeah. Right. My, my well, Imperial really? Fists are going to be a second Court is adjourned. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Never mind. I, I had a whole I'm not spiel a, set up. I'm not a. I'm not a purist. Like any. Like no. I think that anybody should be able to run anything as long as it's like the right rules. Uh, unless you care. go to GW and you're playing Stormcast, in which case then you've got to actually have them painted the right way if you want to use a special Stormcast okay. skills. Well, I mean, we're right. not Ninja Sigmar podcast, right? Oh, right. Sorry, I'll save yeah. that for uh, Sigmar and Chill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we finally get back to the that. next episode someday, <laughs> Sigmar and Chill episode three, due out 2022. <laughs> When we're tired of 40k. It's probably fairly accurate there. It's going to be called Fantasy Battles and Chill Bike. Oh, by then. oh. man. The dream. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, so I played in that with my teammate Joe. I brought a knight uh, despoiler with two Avenger cannons and three Lord Discordants. That was my army for a thousand points. And then Joe also brought a similarly small army. He brought the same exact knight that I did. In addition to a Slanesh Demon Supreme Command with two Flying Demon Princes and two Heralds of Slanesh. And so our whole... So no troops. <laughs> troops are for suckers. In a team tournament? He's right. <laughs> so, yeah. And these team tournaments are like notoriously like brutal. Like everybody like, brings the most broken shit. Dude, it is. It's, it's, they, it's, it's supposed like to be... People f- can be like, uh, here's uh, here's Eldar mixed with Imperial Guard and a... <laughs> well, here's the deal. <laughs> like it's supposed to be tank. this friendly event where everyone gets together and be cool and every single one for like the last three years has resulted in like the week before all of us sitting around in a circle trying to figure out how the fuck we can game it as much as possible. Except, yeah. except me. I brought like a legit list and got my ass handed to me. With Nate and I won team tournament. Move, man. Yeah, figured I out how to win by getting tabled turn one. Well, that was the... That yeah, was but then you actually... Problem. So you have to remember that you played into your opponent's anger and hatred for you by being like, oh, I Fuck guess yeah, you can't, I, I guess you can't table us. And he's just blowing your shit off the table. You're like, look at me. failing you, so, so, And his buddy's like, stop rolling. Stop rolling. That, that's true. That is what happened. And going back, I took my entire army off the table and I specifically told my opponent, we don't need 2000 points to beat you. We can do it with 1000. I'm just going to take all my stuff off the table now. You know what you should have done? What's that? It's just deep strike a bunch of your stuff and then waited until turn <laughs> four and like, <laughs> like not oh no, come in. Oops, I forgot it all. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Uh, but anyway, yes, team uh, tournaments. So first game I played against our teammates, uh, uh, Taylor and Matt, which I was like, we set up against them. I'm like, oh, great. Like probably the tough, the other toughest team here. We get like round one. I guess this will figure out whether we're going to be top tier or not. And their list is like the best list against ours. They had uh, 15 Harlequin Haywire bikers oh. combined mm. with 21 Cataphron Breachers with the T6 damage like and all of our shit is vehicles. <laughs> so we're like, oh, great. 
<laughs> all right, well, I guess let's see what happens. And so we rolled off, and they won, and they had all their stuff deployed out of range, so we probably weren't going to be able to do much on our first turn. And they're like, oh, no, you guys can go first. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it came on then, boys. <laughs> so <laughs> so we moved up. We shot a bunch of cataphrons. I think we killed almost all of one unit and killed a bunch of another unit. And then uh, and we killed some Harlequin bikers too, which was great. And then my knight died. Because <laughs> you didn't and kill all the Harlequin bikers. It didn't take very many of them to kill my knight, to no. be honest. Like one squad did like uh, 10 mortal wounds Oof. and did a bunch of, and it was bad. Um, and so uh, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, my knight died and I lost the Lord Discordant. And then the rest of our army just cleaned up everything. Like it was crazy. Like once Lord Discordant's actually got into the servitors, I killed almost an entire unit of servitors every single time i fought uh, jeez the, the breachers or the servitors I'm, well cataphron servitors i mean they're they're, yeah, they're battle servitors yeah the cataphron breachers though is what yeah. they did yeah and then joe's knight took the no minus no minuses to hit on uh uh for for shooting the the uh, like the warp site helm mm. so the harlequin bikers are like oh yeah we're minus two to hit and he's like dude i don't care he's just <laughs> mowing down <laughs> which was great so uh, we won that one pretty significantly, um, which was fine. And our opponents were great. I mean, they're good guys. So uh, round two, we played against some people I've never played before. Uh, they had the team tournament brings out all sorts. Yeah, of yeah, it was cool. Lots of garage hammer. It was comes out. it was really cool. Uh, they brought uh, a really fluffy Vostroyan guard list and three units of Custodes bikers with a shield captain. Oh, okay. So. Uh, which Oof. actually turned it out to be a kind of a tough list for us. To, like, so uh, I can see the bikers and the and the, the captain being trouble for you. They went first and didn't do much to us. Um, they took my knight down a little. I think they took my knight down. Uh, like they 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 uh, they bracketed him. Bracket. Yeah. And then, uh, but they moved the bikers up on both flanks because the whole goal was to like. Uh, get units sick because it was like a Nurgle theme mission. Each of these missions was oh, themed oh, after oh. a particular god. Okay. So gotcha. the first one was corn and it was all about killing units. There was no objectives at all. It was all kill points. That's the best way to do it. Uh, yeah. That's I, I right. mean, if you're in a team tournament game like this, you know, having a single mission where it's just go kill shit is the right way to do it. In my sure. opinion. So good on the TO or whoever wrote the missions. Out. Yeah. They were fun missions. Yeah. Um, there was only a couple of points of confusion, and that's because they were just a little wonky sometimes. Anyway, so uh, uh, he moved up his bikers a little bit too far, and I was able to cha- charge a Lord Discordant into two units of bikers, Oof. and the Lord Discordant just killed both units, like, right off the bat. What? Yeah, one Lord Discordant will kill three bikers, no problem. It's pretty balls to the wall. Dude, It's it, they're good. Do you have a, I eliminate your invulnerable save? No, I didn't have to. That's They're minus two, minus two AP, so you just get a four up anyway. That's what I'm so. saying. I get a four up. He just he must have failed. He must have rolled not that great. So generally, when units die, it's because of failed dice as, rolls. As, so I do multiple damage no, on true. almost all of my attacks, right? Yeah. And I have uh, four attacks from the rider, five attacks from the beast, right? And then another attack from its mouth, and then two mechatendral attacks. And since they're flawless host, and they have death of the false emperor. Every five or six that I roll gets me two extra attacks. And I got to reroll ones because Demon Princes were close by. So I think with... And then I had my Warlord go into one, and he gets three extra attacks every time he mm-hmm. rolls a six plus to hit. 
And that guy mulched the unit no problem within like the first, uh, the mount and him killed them. What's a Lord Discordance threat range? <laughs> yes. Uh, so if they have the ability to advance and charge, which is pretty easy to get them, they're uh, move, usually movement 14. Right. Plus a D6, plus assault. And they bracket, right? Or do they just die? They do. They bracket. Okay. But they also heal a point every turn, and they you have to get them down to six wounds. Do they bracket like a repulsor, which is I move I move ten inches. They go bra- down to nine. Bracket, I move three inches. They go down to nine inches. That fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that distance. Because that's what your mom's boyfriend. Damn it. Yeah. Right? I no, it's true. That I was going to make a joke no, about my small penis, Dave. I was going to. So, uh, start the podcast over. Oh, anyway. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> So anyway, so that turned up to actually, so we killed two units of them and then they counter assaulted and one unit of bikes easily wipes out a Lord Discordant pretty much. Yeah. Um, so they were, they were able to kill Lord Discordant roughly every turn between bikes or shooting from Lehman Russes. Yeah. Um, uh, especially if I roll bad and saves, which I do, I did. Um, anyway, so, uh, like the one bike squad killed two Lord Discordants and then as Lehman Russes killed another one. Um, which left basically the whole, our whole army was Joe stuff. And so Joe well, was smart then on their part because <laughs> definitely, you know, like, you took you out of the game, <laughs> take Danny out of the game and it just leaves Joe. Yeah, but like, I still was able to advise. So nope. it's basically my what? models. Oh, who was TOing this? I would have kicked like you out. Like freaking worm time. <laughs> oh, your models, t- oh, your yeah, models gone? You got to leave the table, sir. I'm like, like my hair instantly got sweaty. I had a cold flop sweat and I'm like, Joe. Move the knights over there, Joe. <laughs> just, or just get the fuck started, out of the way, Joe. Started, I'm going to move stuff. You started and then I'll, I'll tell them I'm like, from behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Doe, doe. I need my YouTube sense. That's why I only went that you far. You have no power here, Gandalf Stormcrow. Anyway, so I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, we won that game, but just barely by like a couple of points. Uh, so next round we ended up playing against a really interesting weird list. Uh, one person was shocking playing, at the double. Yeah, oh my god, this was so, and these hmm. people had won all their other games, so they must have been doing pretty good. They had an admech list and renegades, <laughs> and the renegades list was four units of no three units. No, it was four four units of thirty renegades. I'm sorry, the uh, Heretic Space Marine Renegades? Yeah, the, from from the, like, like like Renegade Guard. From Forge World. Ooh, oh, Renegade, oh, oh uh, Renegades and Heretics. Okay. Yeah. I was like, four units of 30 CSM? No, no, yeah, they were Fuck. just, they were just like okay. cultists, but worse. Got it. Um, and then he also had uh, a Malkador Defender with the seven heavy bolters or whatever on it, and then a Demolisher Cannon, and then he had three Sentinels with Laz Cannons, and a couple of command squads, a couple of commanders. But it was like... So what do you do with the rest of the points then? That was it. Oh, okay. It was a lot of stuff, dude. It was 120 yeah. models. And then the, his, his buddy brought Admech and had three Scorpius disintegrators um, and three transports filled with various stuff. Was his buddy... Uh, the guy who put Ben. He had all the purple Admech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, we started off the game uh, and we got to go first. So, thank God. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so they deployed on the line, and I'm like, okay, surf's up, boys. <laughs> so the, the Lord Discordance ran across the table, and I got to 
moving assault with two of them on the first turn. And Joe and I had both picked. We were both. Uh, uh, what are they called? Iconoclast knights for this. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they were in an ox detachment, so we wanted to get access to the vows, which were cool. Right. So in this one, of course, we took Vow of Carnage. Because Vow of Carnage says every model that you kill, you get plus one attack, right? And so my knight's walking up the side of the board where there's three of these like 30-man units just just dacking down all these guys with cannons, flame throwing them, doing whatever he can to do as much damage as possible. Um, <laughs> so he locked them up in, in combat in turn one, and they killed one Lord Discordant. Uh, no, no, they, they killed both. They killed both of them eventually, which was great. Good for them. They did good there. Uh, but the other Lord Discordant and the two knights were able to, like, finish off most of the rest of their army, uh, plus the Demon Princess. The Demon Princess did really good, too. Um, so the knight, my knight got up to 56 kills. <laughs> Jesus. Because you have to track that as you're, like, killing models, right? So is it... You get plus Wait, one your attack. one with the fist and the chainsaw killed fifty six. No, guys? no, the two is Venger Gatlin cannon. Oh, okay, oh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I had plus five attacks. So I was rocking uh, twenty seven stomps. <laughs> um, um, let's go. <laughs> that's smooth. <laughs> oh, that's a smooth white claws joke. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, so that was that was rad. Um, that was just a bad move, and like them not going first was bad for them, and us going first was real good for us. Um, yeah, that benefited us very much. Mm. Well, congratulations! Thanks. Yeah, congrats. So we, won, so we won that event. We continue the streak of our uh, competitive team winning every friendly tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. and we also got second place to Taylor and. Uh, oh, nice, nice. Matt got second. They so recovered from that beating that you gave them. Hell yeah, they did. Heck yes. Well, uh, I had a very quiet hobby week uh, coming into finals uh, for college, so I um, got those out of the way. I built the one half of the Warcry set, which, again, not a Age of Sigmar podcast, but those miniatures are goddamn amazing. They are so cool. They are so good. They are so dynamic. Hard agree. Oof. Like, to the point where, like, I'm literally going to try the game. Like, when we find it, we're going to, we're like, oh, that's cool. We'll talk about it a little bit. But now I'm like, yes, we will be playing this. Yeah, it I'm, looks right I'm pretty as stoked hell. about it. Um, I also, we received the Combat Arena and a couple of the other box games coming up. Storm Vault and Dreadfane. Yep. yep. Storm Vault and Dreadfane Combat Arena. So we split those up. We're going to be playing some of those. I'm very excited for those. The miniatures in the Combat Arena box that I assembled, amazing. I mean, I know they're push fit, but like the Servitor, great. Um, the rogue trader, like for me, like now I've we've seen what two, three rogue trader models. I think two. I think two. Oh, maybe I think there's three. three. There's three. one in Blackstone. Too. Yeah, there's one in Blackstone. There's one in Kill Team. Rogue yeah. trader, and, and this one here. What? Their design is so alien but familiar. I love it. Just yeah, so much. Uh, fun, like fun fact, John Blanche had everything to do with designing those models, mm, and, and it shows. No, uh, but like you have the traditional. You look like you're no, that's fine. choking down something over there. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my bio. It's certainly not White Claw. <laughs> um, no, I finished mine. But it's so... Mm. So it has like your traditional Imperial element. So like the, the one from the Combat Arena box, she has like a lot of servo skulls and kind of things going around. But there's so many curves and just... Weird fabrics okay. and things. Well, like if you look at John. the if you look at the bionic leg that she has, like it's is a, it also a sword? power sword? I think yeah. you mean the sword, the peg sword she's got. Yeah, it's just it's it's if you look at it beside the other imperial models, it fits, wow. but it's also completely she's, different. So she is my least favorite out of this, and and I 
get exactly why you like them. You're, I mean, a, you're a weeaboo who's into weird shit oh like that. So God, it's fine. No, but I think you don't like it for the same reason that she's I like half it. Half covered in fur, and uh, you like that. It's fine. Uh, but I like I, actually, I like the two Admech models, and also the Crusader. Yeah, like they're the all Crusader great in there. Awesome. Um, and I'm excited to give that a try. Um, outside of that, I assembled uh, 18 bases of Nurglings. Mm. How many? Uh, how many? Uh, plague bears did you assemble as uh, zero uh, why not i hear they're really good against the new space planes. <laughs> so like i think about it and like looking looking in <laughs> like i just need to cut back on the total amount of plague bears i'm running no. which I, I like having the option nope. of Get 90 rid of the demon princes and just keep on going but up. i think like 60 or so is like a good number but yeah, i need to, i need to throw something else in there to just kind of hit hard um because really when your list is about kind of being annoying and hard to get rid of that that's fine but then when you run into something like three lord discordants who can clear out a crap load of those really quick or or mm-hmm. three like repulsor you know lazicutioner tanks so that can wipe out a whole I, bunch i didn't clear that many out in actual shooting i cleared it in you charging me right but i'm just saying like it's yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there that can deal with large chaffy units like and uh, i think i was talking earlier about kodak space marines the possibility of having like a stern guard squad come down and in one turn of shooting have 10 d6 flamer shots and like uh 20 bolter shots yep even though they're at minus one even though they're at minus one like even if you drop that squad size down to nine and you put like a, a captain or something in there with yeah. them for re-rolls that's well a lot of damage lieutenant if you had the flamers but yeah and then, well, if you have like sixty or ten d six flamer shots going into there, or ninety six flamer shots, then you're not worrying about my uh, my you asthma. Your... You're not worrying about a lot of stuff, and it's just kind of like okay. So I need more than one trick in my list. I, I feel we like we can't they... all just run giant tanks and with re rolls. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, it giant is giant tanks with re rolls. Mm-hmm. My Lord Discordance. Yeah. So they don't I'm, get re-rolls, I'm looking kidding. at that, and then also I've been watching. I, know. I was trying, I was confused. I've been watching a bunch of um, porn. Yeah, also that, but mainly <laughs> there's a, a new game came out, so I'm watching a bunch of let's because I don't mm. have time to play this game. It's some the ca- weird Cthulhu. Yeah, one. it's like a Cthulhu oh, detective Sunken game, Sunken City. Dude, right? I am. Star- I need to play that. I'm so like, it. I just don't have time to play it right now. So like, I'm watching a playthrough of it by this guy, and it's like, man, I was like, this is really informing me how like I want to run my Nurgle stuff because oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, it's like a really neat aesthetic, and then <laughs> your Nurgle's gonna pick up ammunition and rifle through bodies as you as you pass <laughs> over them. Hell yeah no um but like just i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a great great unclean one and just kind of have like a tentacly face great unclean one um you know stuff like that there and and then just i got really inspired by that there um my my finals finished like i said so instantly i obviously started writing like a bunch of shit and just sending it to the guys oh my god you've been so prolific and we rejected 98 percent of it but what, the two percent that were that oh, slipped man. through was yeah. was very average and passable, <laughs> and it was the best. It was the best. But I already know our next short that we're going to do, our next two shorts that we're going to do. So I'm trying to stockpile oh, some stuff. Don't 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 you dare! Don't forget don't about you me. Lead on. Don't don't lead on the consumers that listen to our podcast. No, here. I have two really easy to film shorts. I'm trying to stockpile some stuff so when it like it's essentially when school oh, you, starts again. You want to record a bunch of stuff so that when, so that you could just hit like play now button. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's like when when school starts again, I want to have stuff that's easy to film and easy for us to get out. So I think I have two really solid ideas. 
um, that will incite humor and rage in, in equal equal numbers. Um, but aside from that, does it have to do with me burning any more Primaris models? No, there's literally no fire uh, because burn all of the Primaris models if that's what it takes. I showed my nephews our video, and they were like, "Uncle Dave, why is that guy putting you? Is that our tank?" Like, <laughs> not anymore. No, um, no, of course not. But I, I think um, they're holding the grab plates that aren't on them. Where's the tank? It's no. invisible. Oh, you can have it back. It's it's pretty much survived. Yeah, they can um, play with no, this. I'm barely certain. No, they can't. <laughs> they're not. I just did. The only thing that didn't well, survive not, was the they're lieutenant. They're not handicapped, Danny. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I don't know I'm, what to I'm say. Done. I'm done. Yeah, I Dang, guess. dude. Yeah, so uh, I'm getting some more Nurgle stuff ready. I'm resisting every urge to pull all of my Astarte stuff out and start running Primaris Space Marines again. But uh, in looking at some of the new rules coming out, I'm bringing my Blight Lord Terminators back into play. Hell yeah. I think they're going to be so good now. Oh, I they're going to be, be so good mm-hmm. now. But you are correct. So I'm looking at pulling some of those guys out. It's kind of some nice shock troops you coming I down. Hear? I hear that uh, what's-his-face with the wings is going to be super good now, too. Well, Mortarian? Yeah, Mortarian. <laughs> no, no. Shock attack, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got shock attack. He probably did. But you know what's better than uh, having one attack? One ex one extra attack. I'm yeah, sorry. I was going to say. Plus, I was going to say uh, plus one attack. Yeah. Uh, just one it, attack, two attacks. Yeah. Is two attacks better than just having one? Well, attack? it can be three attacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. But no, what's better than as being a live turn two, which Mortarian can hey, do. I mine will be, dude. Nova walls yeah, go all yeah. over the ceiling, baby. You could literally get. No, mm. they don't. Yes, they do. Nova non, walls go all the way. Non Narmeta, dude. Non Narmeta. All right. So, <laughs> that, so he lives in every other meta but ours. Sorry, John. Yeah. Well, well okay. To anyway. Vegas with him. But Don't we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back just to melt talk. Just the wings in the fire and fold them around him. Talk more about Space Marines, I guess. Do you have a single wound? A standard bolt gun? Having trouble maintaining an acceptable Xenos kill count? Only barely over two meters tall? Maybe it's time to ask your lieutenant if the Rubicon Primaris is right for you. The Rubicon Primaris is a prescription process that helps you to update that tired look. You may notice an increase in your purging abilities after two to, within two to four hours. You may experience loss of life, additional organs, and a points increase. Do not take the Rubicon if you plan on fitting into rhinos, drop pods, or other traditional vehicles. The Rubicon Primaris is not intended for second founding chapters. The Rubicon Primaris is for use on genetically enhanced super soldiers over the age of 800 only. You are encouraged to report negative side effects to your company's apothecary. The Rubicon Primaris. Because sometimes plot armor is just not enough. Hey, we're back. Man, what a great break. Yeah, that, mm. that was fantastic. It was nice. I'm refreshed. New yeah. content. Looks like someone's out of school. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, since I know that we don't edit anything, I'd like to go ahead and take this time now to apologize to all of our listeners that are currently <laughs> for deaf. Blowing out your or, speakers or if you with were, the power of White Claw. Or if you were driving right that second, for causing <laughs> you to get in a terrible accident, because there's no way. Oof, sorry. Oof. It's powerful. Send your insurance claims agent to John. Well, well here's the models. thing. Um, all the other clips... Uh, so like the WhatsApp douchebag, the, the, the things, those are all obtained from other places. Uh, these are ones that I personally made. So the levels are a little funky on them. And, uh, 
I spent too much time making it. I don't care to go back and adjust it. Nice. So I think I'm just going to mark on my board, white claw level, regular level. <laughs> and we'll call it good. Hey, um, so Codex Space Marines is coming. Uh, we have a video out about it. It's amazing. It's full of great information. Danny, you were just mm, spectacular. Thank you. Dave, that intro, fantastic. Um, but let's assume we don't know anything about Codex Space Marines right now and talk about some of the stuff that, oh, that yeah. we've seen. You mean just the, we'll talk about just the community articles that have that are here Hells yeah. everybody up and sell Hells models. yeah. Let's, let's hype stuff up. Because my wallet is crying after seeing some Man. of that shit. Okay, so because to transport a, a squad of Space Marines, you're going to need to get 15 impulsors. Do you think they'd move at impulse speed? Oh, Ooh, that's a quality Star Trek joke. Is, yeah, I did is. a really bad joke, and you just saved it with a Star Trek reference. I'm here. Thank you. Nice job. That's I the first time you. that's ever I'm, happened. I'm your net underneath your trapeze act, John. <laughs> My trapeze he wants is to like a foot off the ground, and I'm constantly. That falling. means he wants you to. He wants to <laughs> catch like, what you fall. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> space marines are getting good. Yeah, getting I mean, good with space marines. They look like they're getting good. I think so. The, oh, man. Everything they've showed us makes them look like they're getting good, which means there has to be a negative there someplace. So I finished Chapter Tactics this week, right? And Reese made this kind of interesting... Like, chapter he's Tactics like, being a uh, podcast, a podcast. Done by Pablo and the Frontline Gaming guys. Correct. Okay. So they had Reese on as a guest, and of course we all or know maybe that... Maybe you were just rereading through Chapter Tactics. Mm. You know, no, you know. The, oh. uh, hey, wouldn't a playtester who's seen these rule sets before maybe accidentally give up hints for some of these things? Hey, look at that. Oh, look at that. Especially when you apply them with four loco. So he... Uh, You're welcome, oh, Reese. God, he's not going to drink He's that. not going to drink that. <laughs> I sent him five cases. What are you oh, talking about? Yeah. It's annual sales play. now. <laughs> I really hope they have an America flavor at some point. I, I will buy the shit We're just going to combine three. The red oh, and make our own in a bag. I feel oh. so... <laughs> oh. Oh, like one of those water bags that walkers and hikers carry or our runners carry. That That's how we smuggle it into just, the hall. You mean a camelback? Yeah, camelback. Thank God. No, just a, I was thinking like you get a like a drink in the Philippines. You get them in a bag. No, just or like no. Asia. I'm talking about like that? we're gonna get we'll like a camelback. Like six four locos and mix it together. And when mm-hmm. we visit with our patreons or people who like the podcast, who the all two yeah. of them at LVO will just be like, "Do you want to drink up the uh, the four loco suicide? Come drink from my the sleeve s- tube." <laughs> 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 Luckily, none of the organizers listen to this, and they're not gonna pat down, pat us down for. Uh, I don't think they would do that anyway. Yeah. So moving on, he mentioned Reese mentioned that uh, he thought that maybe uh, Imperial fists. Um, and Iron Hands in, uh, so Iron Hands being the most prevalent, Imperial Fist being second most prevalent, as being like the number, the they'll, they'll be seen the most, those two chapters. It hurts me that I started 8th edition playing Iron Hands. Well, Iron Hands successor with the primary stuff. And just couldn't do well enough with them, so I switched, and now all of a sudden they're going to be the new hotness. And if I go back to them, everybody's just going to be like, look at you, you bandwagon bitch. You're like, Yep. Now, take those models off the table, because I just killed that unit. <laughs> you can go ahead and keep your comments to yourself while you're walking away after your loss at LBO. Mm, loser. Bitch. You had one good point for every point you scored in this game. So, so one. one. Dang. Yeah. Jinx. Just, just, be real, just be a real... Oh, wait, wait. Let me turn down the levels. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Oh. So anyway, I'm I'm super excited. You know what thing? I have two things that I'm the most excited okay. about. Okay, tell me what you're hyped I also about. Have two things that I'm hyped about. So let's oh, hear yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, let's hear for so uh, my number one thing that I'm hyped about is not white claw. Surprisingly, 
Surprisingly, that's not the case in this that instance. Was, I keep forgetting about. to turn it down. That yeah, was surprising because it was very loud. God. So, oh, this is so quality. So oh, like good. Suppressors. Good. Like yeah. 10, I want to play, Dave, one, it's gonna be stop trying to play footsie with my <laughs> headphone cord. Try to you, rip these not, right off my, my head. You're not my goddamn headphone supervisor. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about suppressors. Suppressors with the Devastator Doctrine mm-hmm. are getting minus one AP on all their shots. So mm-hmm. each one gets two strength seven minus three shots, at two damage each. And I think that that is a phenomenal deal. In addition, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll get a points decrease. <laughs> I'm, yes. Hopefully. That's probably. I wouldn't so be surprised. So you're you're excited about the Devastator Doctrine and Suppressors. And Suppressors. That's my number one. Okay. Okay. Closely like followed by that Avatar Walker suit thing with the heavy bolter pistol. Oh, here it comes. They called it. <laughs> Months ago. You can hear me because it's so stealthy. <laughs> they removed the armor plates to make it stealthier. They have planning to make it quieter. <laughs> you can barely tell it's here. <laughs> yeah, so when we made that joke about stealthy space marines, and like... Literally called that Devastator. That, yeah. That dreadnought we literally we called that Dreadnought it. out in a joke we made on this podcast like three months ago. <laughs> we did not expect... Do, do you think, you know, because we know someone at GW listens to us, uh, they're like... We're sorry, by the way. Shit. Um, how do they know? How do they know? Where's how? our leak? Let's plug it. <laughs> <laughs> when really, I just wanted to make a joke about stealthy space marines. I didn't expect them to make the Avatar robot. It looks so cool, though. And all right, yeah. I the only like, thing we're plugging is you know Best Coast pairings over here, guys. So just yeah. so you know, yeah. just so you know, yeah, yeah. The but um, we're too excited about that drug I, ad. I'm, so. not a, I'm not a fan. We are excited about that of the open rider. All right, I, I want. Hey, more. we got a beautiful plane flying across here. Mm. Oh. Mm. To drown me out. <sighs> yeah, it's just perfect it's timing. It's just so soothing. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing more soothing than transcontinental flights. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, I I wish there was more art, more plating covering him up. I I'm not just a fan of the roll cage. Okay, um, I get that. That's me. Yeah. Um, as far as the big iron on his hip. Fucking love it. Yes. I love the fact that you can model him holding it gangster style. Okay. You can have him holding two gangster style. No, because he's only got one power. No, he has, he has two. He only has one, dude. He only has no? only got one. Yeah. I swear oh, that's to God, a I meme. saw a picture. That's a meme picture. Yeah, a meme. Oh, I don't care. I'm making him that way. Okay. So anyway. John's buying two kits to make one model. To make okay. one bad model. I have made worse purchases in my life before. Yeah, me too. Um, I can't even. So have I. Yeah. It's on its way here now. You know what's great about it? Is a heavy bolter turns into a pistol weapon in close combat. Yeah. Hilarious. No, that's freaking awesome. Just, and he's just with feet, I guess, kicking stuff and, and, and then just. Sure. And rules wise, just a model that you can like have in, hang out and cover somewhere if you infiltrate. want to. And infiltrate. Yeah. Like to be in a good position on turn one and like just bully an objective man with him. Yeah. He's good for that, I think. From a, from a serious. Uh, and. Competitive standpoint, he is like, very powerful. Back him up with a squad of uh, uh, infiltrators so that they can't deep strike around him too, and right. then that's like another thing that you have going on. Yeah, it's it's very very good. I am a fan of his machine gun jubblies though that he's got there. Oh, he has titty cannons. He's got he's got instead of titty storm bolters or titty frag launchers, titty stubbers. He's got titty stubbers. Hell yeah, I think that's great. 
I'd have titties. They're very so stealthy. So <laughs> the stubbers are stealthy. So there's them silencers. Tom Walton is the GW designer that designed the Repulsor and the original Redemptor. Now, I feel like he got loaded on Four Loco and started watching two different movies. Like, he was trying to watch Avatar and Aliens. Austin Power at the same oh. time and just was sketching and woke up like, holy shit, this or is Or maybe amazing. he got, like, a mid-year review he didn't agree with. So he was like, fine, I'm not imaginative enough. Titty cannons. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, what do you have to say Magnus? About that? <laughs> like, we love it. Oh, cool. No. What? No. And, it's, and then they gave it to the rules writers oh. who were like, look at this motherfucker. We got to write rules for this thing. Super I, good. I was thinking maybe he's like, man, I've used really all the places that I can put a gun. <laughs> um, where else could I put it? Oh, the I, boobs. <laughs> I just imagine the, the process that goes in the Primaris vehicle design is they take like a 3D mock-up they've made in their program to like Rick Priestley, who's like overlording 40K with John Blanche. And then they're just like, I'm sorry. Is that a bare surface? Yes. Place a heavy weapon on it immediately. <laughs> All of the guns. I can't. You know what? We we really like this tank, but uh, unfortunately, I see some open spots there where you can fit some grenade launchers. They're like, uh, <laughs> sir, that's. I'm gonna a need you to put at least five frag launchers <laughs> on this before it's acceptable. <laughs> sir, what if they don't want to put frag launchers on it, sir. That's pretty expensive. <laughs> Call them auto launchers. Give Jeez. them smoke. Sir, that's a door. It is a smoke <laughs> launcher panel that moves. <laughs> that poor, poor space marine that moves that flop, that door flops down on the repulsor. He's the first one out, and it just accidentally blows up underneath his feet. I just uh, imagine that each of those... call him Gassy Gary. Each Nobody of those graph him. tanks only has one gunner who's just frantically running in circles the entire <laughs> battle. Prefer- I, he's spinning in a circle <laughs> on the inside. Circle. Just like... He's pressing buttons <laughs> manically. You like know, You know he's sitting on one of those computer chairs that's really oiled well up, and he's like, all right, we've done our movement. Start your spin, and he just kicks and just goes no. in a circle with one hand I'm in out. battle mode. Don't distract me, brothers. <laughs> just got his hands out. <laughs> Dragging him around. Or he's just like that wow nerd from uh, South Park who's just like sitting, leaning back, just clicking one finger, like click, 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 click. God help him if he's got Bobby G giving him rerolls. He's got to spin a second time. <laughs> oh God, the boss is watching. Spinning and spinning and spinning again. <laughs> don't miss, don't miss. Oh, but yes. Yeah, what else are you excited for there, Dip, for Space Marines? Mm. So, uh, the name of them is... Incursors. So, are you worried yes, about this incursors. being your last Space Marine Codex? Oh, it will be at this point. Yeah, for sure. I will yeah. die before the next one comes out. Yeah, that's what we all took bets on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I'm in that pool. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad. My, I'm keeping myself alive. I wasn't sure if you were or not. <laughs> I don't have insurance. I got to make sure the wife is taken care of. <laughs> Thing keeps going up. Um, so we made a joke about the names all being the same. Intercessors, oh, Inceptors, uh, Infiltrators. The very next day, they're like, here's another I word. And I was like, come on. In, incursors? Incursors. Incursors. Yeah. Um, I... Incurers? I don't know. Incursors. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he's okay. got it pulled up. Um, I like them, but I think I like the Infiltrator build style better. But then I haven't seen them on the tabletop. I haven't seen all of their rules yet. I am excited for one thing about them, and that is you can lay enough mines on the tabletop to just dish out. Hey, Danny, how do you like your uh, your Lord Discordance? Cool. Have some fucking mines. Here's a haywire mine. Yeah, bitch. so the haywire Come get mine. Some haywire mines. The first enemy units move within three inches of a haywire mine, uh, takes D3 mortal wounds or D3 plus one if it's a vehicle. 
That's dumb. You know what else is dumb about that unit that I'm excited for? Uh, the Oculus Bolt Carbines. Yep. Oh, yeah. No modifiers. Huh? No modifiers. <laughs> That's sorry, dude. Man, as someone who owns like 30 Eldar Rangers, huh? Oh, it's no cover saves is, is a thing on there. Oh, just their thing on their back makes it no modifiers. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so, the, yeah, the multi-spectrum arrays prevent them from suffering any negative modifiers. So I'm like, cool. Because they have those cool guy visors like the lieutenant has. And this is sort of like where I'm coming from with like my army about, okay, I well. Admit, it looks like somebody just took uh, the Eldar gunner head and slapped it. Oh, on yeah, kind of. I, I was like, that. oh, no, what is that? That looks familiar. They had like three spaces left. over there. <laughs> the three spaces left on the sprue. Ooh, best. And they were like, what can we fit on there? I'm like, fucking Eldar heads. I'm like, genius, Walton. That mid-year review really <laughs> inspired you. He's sitting there so hungover, just making a joke. I don't know. Eldar heads, maybe. Love it. Love it. Um, but those guys are going to be really good. And honestly, like the incursors are another reason why I'm moving away from just like Plague Bearer spam. Because there's so many things in the game now that just... Cool. Negative modifiers? I don't care. And I'm excited for wanting to take um, Chaplains. Chaplains, chaplains, chaplains make me excited with yeah. getting the ability to have litanies same as the Dark Disciples for Chaos Two. Uh, I haven't seen them yet. Uh, I am just excited to have a reason to want to take chaplains in a gunline style army. Sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I'm super excited about. Well, my first one I was going to talk about was the Incursor, which, like I said, I think is a solid build. It's a really good um, distraction irritation unit. Um, yep. I think infiltrators fall into that same category though as well because they can't you can't deep strike around them they auto wound on sixes. But so. I think for me, like if I'm up coming up against this army and there's an incursor squad in the table, I have to take care of that squad. Like I have to get rid because it's ignoring my saves, mm-hmm. it's ignoring my modifiers. They just need to go. It's not ignore. It doesn't ignore your save, doesn't? It? It Depending on what they're shooting at, it does. Okay. Um, I'm also super excited actually for the impulsor. Oh yeah, me too. Like hard excited about that. I am a huge fan of finally seeing a vehicle with a goddamn invuln save for uh, Primaris. Well, so here's the deal That's with the impulsor, good. right? Um, well, it's a, it's a another up. it's another I word Primaris unit that the, again we just had that transparency to see earlier. Um, <laughs> we're, we're fucking smart people, but it only has a transport capacity of six. Okay, and that's I'm cool with it. You cool with it? I'm cool with it. Okay. Like it's six, and I kind of figured it was six. I, to I was be honest, say, I think that's what I thought it would like, be. Because like we talked about it on yeah. uh, like in our our chat like ahead of time when we saw the picture. I'm like, how many models do you guys think that hold there holds? And people were like, oh yeah, ten. And some people were like, oh man, it's gonna be like twelve models. Like I'm like, uh, no, it doesn't look that I big. Said, I said six or six to eight because it's it's smaller than a repulsor, and a repulsor fits ten. So. I want to play some white scars. Like I want to bust out my white scars that I haven't played in, in like forever. Hooray! Yeah. Guess what? I've got those. Anyway, I know. So that was a sad hooray. That was not a happy. I hooray. want to get like a couple of impulsors, throw some dudes in there, and just have them because that rule, the uh, assault vehicle rule, is so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Like and just being able to like roll up, pop out, blow some dudes away with like intercessors, super good. Or. Uh, potentially maybe some uh, aggressors would be good in there as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. So it does have the assault vehicle rule, which means after you move it, you can disembark, um, yep. which is huge, which is a rule I think, Danny, we both want to see applied to other similar transports. Absolutely. I'd love to see a Falcon with that rule. Yeah. Like yeah. that would make the Falcon like actually good. 
Yeah, for sure. And as someone who yeah. owns like multiple Falcons, I, I have totally three agree Falcons. We don't have any Falcon sound effects. At best, I think we could do is a cat. Is there one that's like a, <laughs> called a tiger or anything? Uh, it also has uh, an option no, that sorry. you can do all that'll do like the uh, orbital comms array is another option yeah. for it, which kind of takes that old stratagem away and puts it on there. But it's going to be a tough choice because you can either have a four up and vulnerable save, which is pretty rad, or, or you can take more guns. Tough uh, it's call. A four up and vuln every single time for me. I'm sorry on those. I mean, and honestly, that's going to depend on the points. Like an iron, yeah, agreed, agreed with that hardcore. Agreed. And an iron hail sky talon, like some like solid anti air. If you're looking for a hundred percent primaris army, all right. So that's not going to be solid anti air. I'm sorry, the sky talon. That's the missile launcher option, right? No, that's no. the that's the that's twin a specific auto cannon or heavy yeah. stubber. Not sure. All right, so it's going to be like the twin Icarus that's on the back of the. Um, uh, executioner, possibly. Okay, maybe would be my guess. Honestly, it's that's that's what I thought. Where is that? I don't think. I think it's going to be better than. I that. I think it's going to be better than that. I think there's going to be some weird modifier like the back of that tank, where it's like it's plus one to hit against flyer or something stupid like it, that. There. I think for be. sure it'll have that stuff. Yeah. I just wonder if it's going to be like strength seven minus one two damage. That would be where it's at. That like would be it's very it's, solid. Well, it's, an, it's an iron hail, so. Everything so far that has been Iron Hail has been literally five strength five. Isn't the new gun on the pseudo dreadnought called an Iron Hail? Is it? Yep. I don't know. I didn't look at that. I just um, I read stuff. I don't look at the pictures. <laughs> but I think that's great. And I think what the important thing is is from these model releases, and they're not. It's not a huge amount of releases. It's like one option to an existing kit. Um, moving the uh, two units from the the Shadow Spear box to kind of the multi-part unit. Yeah. Huge uh, fan of that. And two vehicles. And that's literally all that's being added. But now Primaris is such a scary uh, army. And characters. I was going to say that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And everything. the characters coming, too. Tiggy. Khan. Oh, man. The Khan. That yeah. bird. That bird is six feet tall. Why did that bird get Primaris-sized? That's what I want to know. How can he hold Dude. up that bird? That okay. bird's like 180 okay. pounds. First of all, the bird has got to be four has got to be four feet tall at most. Okay. No. Because he's like eight feet tall. That's what a I space mean, marine is in power armor. Yeah, he was. A he's Primaris a marine. space marine is like 12 feet tall, motherfucker. No, they're 12 feet tall. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have an all Primaris purple army? Yeah. No, I guess I don't. There, there you go. Boom, roasted. Boom, okay, roasted. got him. All right. So anyway, no, can't drop a mic. normal eagle. Yeah, is please like, don't. Is a normal eagle is can be like that tall. Don't yeah, get, don't but get do you wrong. hold one on your wrist? I'm not a Primaris marine. I mean, hold on. No, you're not. So yes, you can. You can 100 hold uh, other birds of prey. Yeah, but that, so wait, that, wait, 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 wait. He probably I'm, only weighs like 30 pounds at the most. Yeah, you can totally hold them on your arm, birds of prey. Are you saying you can hold no, a six foot tall, me. 180 pound eagle on your arm? It's not 180 pounds. Weigh it. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. I will. Use the <laughs> use the water test. You can actually see if Khan is the witch while you're at it. But beautiful new character models. Um, so good. I think <laughs> Dave is just staring me the fuck down right now. Like, try me, bitch. I know all about primaries. Like, <laughs> I know we were you joking. Want stats? You want lore? What? Bring it to me. If Go to was, another if podcast. This was, if this was Jeopardy of Primaris, I'd be the one sitting there at 22,000 right now going into the uh, final. You would question. be the one that would be like, yeah, the questions were just really badly written and I really should have done better and it's the fault of the board for asking <laughs> the wrong things. Well, that's a shame that I was going to spend some of my money to buy you a uh, baby's second um, podcasting board, but now you get nothing. No, I, I literally <laughs> need nothing else for podcasting now. Uh, ever again. Ever again. <laughs> Wouldn't you um, like to have more buttons to put more sound effects on, though? That's why my laptop's Can you have here. a button extender to that? I is, can. That a, is that a feature? Yeah, I mean, probably. 
button board. But I know we joked before in the past about um, other characters being premarified and the kind of other units kind of being updated in that way. I say, I think we actually had legit conversations about who we, else should be premarified. Yeah, but I honestly, think those two were like people we we even thought yeah. about. You know, I honestly I didn't expect Tigerius. And like when I was writing that little mm-hmm. pharma sketch for you, Danny, that's why I joked about second founding chapters don't get premarified because they're kind of sticking to that core. And I think looking at the way they're releasing... Wait, wait, wait. You wrote that? I thought that was a legit ad paid for by a sponsor. Oh, no, yeah. We bring in literally no money uh, to this show. <laughs> if someone wants From to... From advertising. I will literally... If you send me a 30-second clip of you farting into a microphone, but you give me five bucks an episode to run it, I will run it oh, every yeah. time. Oh, man. We would totally run Every time. <laughs> That's true. I will we'll sell even out add, so quickly. We'll add some background music to it. Like, it'll oh, make yeah. it nice. Where's we'll make it nice. space clown music? That would go well with it. We call this episode varying loudness of white claw. Um, but I, I love the choices they made. At Tigerius, I think it's strange going for like another ultramarine so quickly. But like he's held such a high position in that chapter for so long. Okay. That it, that it makes sense. So oh, I, think I think there's going to be some more ones coming out very soon. That I think we haven't with, seen yet. With the eight different Codex AI, Codex E? Codexes. Codexes coming out. So. Do we think that the Iron Father could be somebody? He's a special character. He's actually he's actually a special name mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. They just haven't figured it out yet. I just yeah, I don't know what his name is. I think we apparently see, he's really good. I think we see a new Lysander. Obviously, he is. He's an Iron Hand. I think we'll see a Lysander. I think we're going to see a Pedro. You think a Pedro? Hell Pentor, yeah, oof. dude! Wouldn't that be a rad model? That would be though? amazing. But I think we're seeing mm. a new Lysander because that model, while amazing, is so very old. now. I was thinking about him. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll be in Gravis armor? Or what I, do you think he'll be? I think he'll Pedro? be an aggressor. No. Uh, Lysander. Oh, Lysander. I think he'll be an aggressor. Yeah. So, yeah, Gravis Armor. Yeah, yeah. Gravis Armor, aggressor. I think I think we will not see any Dark Angels. I don't think any of the Dark Angels. Uh, not until they get their new book. When they get their own well, book. Well, no, I just don't know that they do it. I oh, think I they will. From a lore standpoint. I think they will. You think Azzy would go through with it? Hell yeah. I think they will because those models are... 23 years old now. Oh my god, dude. Asriel is so yeah, he's at least he's maybe older than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 95, 96. He's he, one of the I think first he second came edition out characters with uh, Angels of Ad- Death. Yeah, Angels of Death in second edition. Jeez. All of their special characters came out in second edition, yeah. which is like uh, like Azriel, Ezekiel. They did do uh, a new sculpt for Belial and a new sculpt for Asmodai with the last Dark Angels book that came out in seventh edition. Oh, yeah, yeah, or sixth edition, but still when most of your name characters, yeah. I think uh, lore-wise, something big is going to happen to the Dark Angels, which is going to force them to... Which is why they won't get any new models, because the lion's going to wake up and be like, fuck, what is this Primaris Primarify this God, bitch. I hope so. God. But yeah, so that's what we're... They can't have Primaris after that. Yeah, that's what we're excited about. Uh, if you look for more about the new Codex Space Marines, you can find that on our YouTube page, where Danny and Dave are going to do an amazing review of the entire book. Uh, show you some neat tips and tricks to throw out day one with that and make sure to pre-order that and, and it, get God, all I of your space green stuff <laughs> ready. Yeah, <laughs> We've got the email says it's coming, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, man. So when Dave's up editing at like one in the morning yeah. with an hour to go. There are three books coming that you're going to make us that we have to do. Yeah, so, so Dave's going to have a great review Call up on our wife. YouTube page of the White Scars, of the Ultramarines, Trip. and of Kodak Space Marines. And they're going to figure out tricks to help you win uh, by taking three shitty tanks and one Primark. Click here to find out more. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place.
place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, technically, Dave's better than I am. <clears throat> and Danny's better than both of us. Gonna get that ultra sound clip. It's gonna be my ringtone for John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a shitload of work. One hour, 16, uh, and he, he, 14 seconds. You know that way. he's gonna apply that to everything. Like, not just 40K. <laughs> what, just being better than me? Yeah. Man. I mean, which well, is you know, not, my, not true. My district really needs more people who are really good at my level. So I don't mind him being better at my job than I am because that will in turn make my job easier. <laughs> That's because I pulled myself up. By your bootstraps. <laughs> oh, so before we begin. <laughs> and now we're ready to go. Uh, Spears I'm of, ready. I'm hyped. So oh. Spear of the Emperor by Aaron Debsky Bowden is our first real specific look into Imperium Nihilus, uh, the dark side of the Imperium, uh, beyond the, the great Cicatrix Maledictum, beyond the light of the Emperor, yeah. um, just just no man's land in this crazy kind of war pl- uh, torn place. Uh, it's described as the Emperor's Spears or a chapter in the Edge of Destruction, the last watchman over the Alaris veil ne- uh, Alaris's Veil Nebula. Now the decisions of one man, Amadeus, Caius, and Carius of the Mentor Legion will determine the chapter's fate. Um, I'm going to start by saying, one, spoilers ahead. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you don't it, want any spoilers, if don't you, stop If you have ahead. not read this book, but you plan on reading this book, thank you for your download. Thank you for letting me blow out your speakers with White Claw. <laughs> Go away. Um, the, the, there's a lot in this book that's going to be spoiled uh, going forward. We're now going to go and kind of describe the plot point by point. We're kind of going to go over some high notes, um, our impressions and some things like that. Um, what we liked about the book, what we loved about the book. Uh, Cause there's a lot there. Um, Dave, you saw what you were saying? No, I was going to say, I don't think it was, I, I was trying to think of something that, uh, I didn't like about the book. There, there's one or two things that, that could be said, but, but we'll go into that. But okay. spear of the emperor, I'm going to start by saying it is a very typical Aaron Devsky Bowden book. Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's like- not, that isn't a negative. Um, <clears throat> he likes what he likes. And this is a very kind of set character piece uh, to help kind of describe the greater environment of Imperium Nihilus. I like his use of <clears throat> other characters to like show what life is like mm-hmm. in the 41st millennium. Yeah. Like he takes it from a different view. So this book is mostly from the view of, Oh, it's 100% from the right, view right. of one of the thralls. Right. So of the mentor Legion Marine. Yeah. So one of the things I like about this book is that after it was written, 
Aaron, uh, we'll just refer to him as ADB from now on. Adaba. Uh, Adaba uh, said, this was not the book he started out writing, but he's glad it's the book he'd finished. Sure. You know, so like he had this idea in his head and then it just took it and went. And I, I really think the execution uh, through this all the way to the end actually made me care more about the plight of what was going on in there and made me want to be like, I'm going to make some Emperor Spears models right now. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, right? I actually want to make some Celestial Lions models. Yeah. Cause we'll get to the, I, I had a thought about the Celestial Lions, and I kind of really want to. Okay. I, I, I agree with you, but only but, because of the voice um, for me. As, oh. <laughs> as Dave says, um, and Danny said, it, it follows Honorata, uh, which is a thrall um, and a, a slave, pretty much, to a member of the Mentors chapter. This chapter is being thrown from the, the good side of the Imperium through the rift um, to the, 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 the Imperium Nihilus. And what I really loved, first off, about this book was the description of that journey and just quite how difficult it and is. Devastating. Right. Devastating. I liken it to uh, any, any of the great explorers crossing the seas, like uh, one of the Ericsons early on, of the Vikings coming into the American shores from you know, over there in Denmark and sailing across. And, like, they just, you just got that guy standing there on the helm, like, we can do it. And people are falling over sideways, dying. Sure. Half the crew is dead by the time they get there. Or, like, sailors trying to get around the tip of South America, yeah. like, in the roaring 40s, and, like, it just being, like, the worst possible weather you can think of. And, like, ships sinking, whales ramming your ship, that kind of stuff. Like, so just I think they say happens. they started with a compliment of, like, 50,000 on the ship, and yeah. they lost. Well, yeah, that just crew, though. It of just crew. just crew. No, like they didn't bring militia with them. They didn't bring a ton of us. It was one space marine, his three bodyguard or three armor thralls and uh, or slash helpers, and then the ship with all of its crew. Right. So it also was, let me see in a cool way in that respect, like the support that one space marine can receive. Yeah. And, like the Mentor Legion is always like it's traditionally been depicted as being like they use like advanced technology. And they have like a little bit like cutting like like cutting hedge or customized equipment. Right, they're kind of like big brothers, big sisters. Like they go out and they help other space marine, lesser space right. marine chapters get better. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they're and they're and and he follows the fluff here pretty well. I mean, that's what they were designed to do. Yeah, and uh, but going through the, the cicatrix, they lost a third of their their crew, and their ship got very much oh, yeah. messed up going through. And I, I like this because this sort of explains, like, to me, like, headcanon-wise, I'm looking at it, and we're looking at things like uh, Vigilus, where, like, oh, yeah, this is a stable route. And I'm like, well, where the fuck is Calgar and Adam? Why is everyone there fighting for this one thing? But when you look at what is considered a stable route, which is what was taken by the men, uh, the mentors here, that kills 15,000 people getting through, that kind right. of shows the the importance of these routes and kind of holding these shipping mm -hmm. lanes. Um, they describe how they use the dead as fuel for the spaceships. Right, right. I so I one of the things I liked was the because it's a retelling. Like we know, uh, like from all the Eisenhorn series, um, he goes back to yeah. You know, it's like oh, I'm telling you this tale, so obviously I'm still alive. Yeah. So this tale is 100% told by Anarada to the current sitting master of the, uh, of the Emperor Spears, Vardun, uh, Vardun, Vardon, sorry. Van. Van Dunies, that's his name. Okay. So, so Van Dunies, uh, his, 
you know, she's telling him, uh, she, he's like, tell me a tale, you know, record it. What are you going to tell me about? And so she's retelling this story to him. So obviously she's lived a good long life. So you know right, right. that she's going to survive, which is unfortunately one of those things that is like great storytelling, but at the same time also bad storytelling. Because if you know, well, I feel then it lessens a lot of the uh, danger that you the characters could get in. Okay, I, sure. I feel the way it's written though is everyone around her is put into a lot of danger, but I never felt that she was in danger. If oh. that makes sense. And did we read the same book? Yeah, well, because if you look at it, everyone where there's kind of major danger. So, like when they're going in against the pure and the warp. That's what you say when somebody comes up and touches you. <laughs> uh, when she's going up against the, the pure board, the ship and the warp, and well, she's going to going up against these people, mm-hmm. like other people around her are being injured in her, and I'm worried about other people around her. And right, the right. same thing well, kind of later have, on. They don't have invulnerable plot armor, so right, right. <laughs> so like that's that's the good thing that Bowden does with this book here is the yeah we do have the thing of the narrator kind of telling us that she survives, but every single scene that she's in where there is a danger, she's surrounded by other people. And who, that also doesn't mean that she can't get hurt, and she does quite frequently throughout the book as well. Oh yeah, she's terrible at combat. She's the worst at it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. So I'm right. surprised she made sure. it to be able to tell the tale, actually, when it came down to it. I was like, there's there's no way she lives. <laughs> She's just a voice this, box left over. I was like, is this just a, it's a record? It's a, just running around on wax that he just set it on there. He was like, tell me a story. The other thing I liked going through this book here is how seriously the Imperium treats the cicatrix. Um, like they mentioned at the start how anyone who looks at it is shot on sight. Well, they've been saying that for a while in a lot of different Just in books, case. Though. But, I mean, they've been saying that for a while. But this uh, Anurata, as a slave, and she says several times she's a slave, she says she has executed several people that she has seen look at it. So it's like literally not just uh, she did it officers. The, there's, the yeah, snap, though. There, there's, there's no like rank or like, oh, no, you looked at it. Now I have to go tell the cops. It's kind of like, no, if I see Danny look at it, I'm like, well, shit, now I have to shoot Danny because he looked at the cicatrix. Mm, right. Like that hey, level Danny, of accountability. Look at the for me? Uh, I don't have a gunshot. Dave sound. killed me. Yeah. Danny's are fully gay. Oh, no, you know, what, you know, you're just going to have to use instead of a gunshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, pain. That worked. It's gonna be the stop. It's the next. It's the stop. next. No more. It's gonna no be the more next, white claw. It's gonna be the next Wilhelm scream every time in that movie. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So there, there's it's taken very seriously. They get out, um, and they come across the system that that uh, is being protected by the spears of the emperor, or that, that they believe is being, which is Alara's veil. Vale. So you have the spears of the emperor and the celestial lions uh, form the protectors of the veil. Vale. Yes, and that you know veil. Vale V-E-I-L. Like Voltron, if it was made from shitty Space Marine chapters. Well, and there's a third chapter, but they're dead. Yeah, there. Yeah, so there was a third chapter, right? So the Star Scorpions. Oh, who, that's their name. Yeah, Star Scorpions were banished to, uh, according to historical records or something like that. They were they, so they did something terrible, and so did the Celestial Lines. Uh, Celestial Lines slighted the Inquisition. The Inquisition punished them by taking half of their stuff, and they're trying to make them work oh, better. It's way more than that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Well, so in Armageddon, they specifically snipered all their apothecaries and destroyed their gene seed for reporting the Inquisition for doing like some some like shady shit, and uh, like they like so they crossed the Inquisition, and the Inquisition like set up snipers during battles where they're fighting orcs just to kill off the the Celestial Lines. 
uh, Star Scorpions also had a flaw in their gene seed. Right. Oh yeah. So sure. they they led themselves on a crusade similar to like the uh, the Carcadons or a lot of other chapters who were just like, well, we're gonna go crusade until we're done. Uh, so they disappeared to the warp, so they're gone. That's and a good callback to Armageddon. I totally spaced by that. Until oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, uh, ADB also wrote a book about Armageddon where there's a single celestial lion that works with Grimaldus quite a bit in the. Uh, Oh, God, what's the name of it? Anyway, that's a good book, too. Yeah. You should okay. read that one. Yeah, He's a good author. So you have these three chapters, one of which has now gone into the warp to crusade into the, uh, uh, what is it, the Well of Souls? Not the Well of Souls. That's uh, World Just the Warped. Warped. No, yeah. they call it um, something of, this, of the souls, actually. It's Well of there. Souls, but I think that's is just well a, a phrase to the, the warp. You're the Eye of Terror. Yeah. Okay. So they're in there crusading. Or dead. Everybody just assumes they're dead. Yeah. Uh, to the point it's kind where of like going crusading into the warp is sort of like your dad's gone out to buy cigarettes of the 40K universe. <laughs> You're never coming back. That's fair. Uh, right, my chapter will come back from crusade soon. The, the no, Star Scorpions have been gone long oh, enough. Oh, sorry. That was your the comment about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Star Scorpions crusade. No, it's yep. cool. Yeah. So... Yep. So they go on. They go on a crusade. They get, and then they, when they do come back. Well, they we don't. They're not coming. Reading the book, you know, you don't know that they're coming back. So I, they're gone. Uh, but the Mentor Legion wears the exact same colors. The difference is instead right. of a scorpion on their shoulder pad, they now have the eagle. They were given all of you know all of their placing and rank and everything else right. uh, from that. So they wear it. So in Carius, the Mentor is constantly referred to as false scorpion uh and and with malice actually which yeah they really don't like him very much which is interesting you know until you keep reading the book and they explain why a little bit later so you know what's crazy to me about this book the uh, emperor's spears are an ultramarine successor okay but they don't come across well i mean they sort of do but like they don't come across very you know the codex astartes does not support this action you know, so while there's there's some traditional like, I think that's just like the ultramarines, though. I don't think all ultramarine successors are like that. Yeah, right, a lot of them are. This, this they're they're very tribal. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's so the, well, that's because their homeworld. Yeah, they take that. A lot of chapters reflect their homeworlds themselves. So you have this Nemetin world, which, uh, if you listen to the audiobook like I did, apparently is covered in Russians. Because that's the way she. <laughs> oh she yeah, yeah. The, I also listened God, to the audiobook. So, they're all Russian accented, uh, which was uh. weird to me. Because it's like, yeah, they're very tribal. Like they go and they do this stuff, shamans and all sorts of different stuff. And then the, I was like, like, is this a white hear, scars book? And then you, yeah, and then you hear hear her voice in, and it's like, I'm a Rada. Just get some vodka, and you're just like, what is happening here? That's not <laughs> how I picture tribal people. I mean, well, and so and they, so they tried to set up on their world like. A traditional ultramarine right. culture, yeah, yeah. They they imported the, marble and things like that. Yeah, they have tons of the ruins and stuff left behind, but the world itself was just too harsh to. Well, the people were like, "This is stupid. We're not doing this <laughs> yeah. anymore." So, yeah, because you have a tribal cannibalistic culture, and like, look at our beautiful marble buildings, and they're like, "Yeah, this is dumb. We're not doing this." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are idiots. I, I just want to eat somebody. And then like, there's all these giant sea monsters in the ocean, and yeah. Nom, nom, nom. So, so. So they're fair. Half the compliment, travel through the warp, make it out the other side in his spaceship, in Carius, the Sure. There's like twelve people left on the ship. So they go into this ongoing war, right? Yeah. So they show up. I like that they get hailed, right? And he's like, 
uh, False Scorpion, we're, we're going to board you. And he's like, It's a very Go good ahead. Russian accent. Thank you. Yeah. I just listened to it. Ooh, that's all of our Russian listeners. Low stopping right now. <laughs> They're unsubscribing. So, so two? Yeah. No, two zero. of them. Zero. Actually, yeah. it's zero. Now it, it is. is. Now it is. Um, so they, they, they board him and talk to him and they're, they're like, we shall see. And they take him to a tribal gathering on back on uh, Nemogost, uh, the planet, right? Nematon. Nematon. Thank you. Which, and it just shows that Space Marines interacting with the people of the planet. Like the last time I can really remember reading about hanging out with the people on the planet of your own home world uh, for Space Marines was like, I don't know, the um, Deathwing short story. <laughs> I don't want to, I'm glad that that's not a thing anymore. Nobody likes Marine slick. We- fucking table. Nobody likes Marine slick weasel. <laughs> then you would have to buy baby second board. If you flip this table. Yeah, well, I'm going down to play in the 10k tournament. I'm going to win it with the Ultramarines. So, it's um, um, but yeah, I like that they the parents will not let boys look at them for fear of. Them yeah, they actually them don't away. like the Space Marines, which is an interesting thing. Yeah, so, it's because the Space Marines come and just kind of take the kids away, right? And they just think the boys, that, and they think that they're well, yeah, duh. Well, so, and they think that they're ghosts, right? Yeah, right. Which is cool. Yeah. So. They, they he go into like this war zone, right? Like, and the Mentor Legion is supposed to be there to see it, like what kind of aid that they can render to them or uh, like how it fares, like what their disposition is, like how the war is going over there and yep. things like that. Not necessarily to like actually give them support. So, so he was in Karius, uh Blart Mall Cop, basically. Uh, well, <laughs> up until the very end, I'm like, well, that's a bullshit reason to send one Space Marine to the other side of the rift. Well, you don't want to no. risk a ton of stuff. Human lives, that's fine. Ship's crew, no problem. But that arm is expensive. Yeah. Um, one thing I saw here, going kind of back to uh, Amadeus, uh, was that his this the sheath on his uh, well his sword sheath is made from human skin. And oh, they yeah. mentioned several times in the book about leather in 40k being made of human skin and the the flesh of slaves. That's totally the which, cheapest way to make which it. Which makes me feel super guilty about all the fucking pouches I've ever painted on my models. <laughs> so, none? No, no. Like, all my Imperial Fists have leather pouches because Snakebite leather. I just didn't realize Snakebite was the name of a slave. <laughs> sad. <laughs> Come on. That took me a minute. Don't I guess. laugh at that. No, that God was damn it. good. That was good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It was really bad, but it was good. It was was good in his badness. All right. So we're at the war zone. We lead off to it. We we observe this thing. Oh, yeah. And they also tell him straight up, we're taking your ship. Oh, yeah. Your ship is mine Like, thanks for the ship. Hey, guess what? We have been fighting this battle for over 100 years. We've sent people back to try to get in contact with you and go, hey, guys, things not so well over here. Nothing ever made it through. Right. You were telling us you made it through to us? No, we we don't believe you. So they take him down to... Uh, the planet they did the thing they visit a witch doctor and get a prophecy yeah sure which is yep. cool i thought um and, and the thing that i liked the most about this particular scene on the planet was anurata gets sent out to go explore because obviously they're there to observe and figure stuff out she finds herself a tomb of space marines and goes and investigates it the and she finds in there the space marines that didn't survive Becoming Primaris. 
Right. The, They're like mutated skeletons and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So which, we find out the primarification process is really freaking tough. I know. Regular space being process, not tough at all by comparison. And that's, yeah. that's not, you know, the Calgarian effect either. It's going through the Rubicon Primaris. That's the gen, that's the beginning from human to Primaris. So if you think that, you know, going to regular space marine from human is rough, obviously going from regular space or human to Primaris has got to be even better, like almost twice, uh, two attacks and two, uh, two wounds worth of harder to do, mm. you know? Sure. I bet they're over two meters tall now too. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, was a little I, bit taller. And, and I like that she meets the first <laughs> man to survive the first man to survive, even though he didn't make it completely through the process. I'm like, yes, yeah, survival is, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, I wouldn't call him a mutant. He just deformed, I guess. Okay. I mean, he survived the process, but the process severely did damaged. Not him. worried. So yeah, he is not yeah. combat ready at all. But they still utilize him as a captain on one of their ships, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. He is legitimately the the guy that runs the ship. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty badass. Um, so they support like you know differently abled people, which is pretty cool. Well, they just keep him around. Pro- he was Imperium Nihilus is a progressive place. It right. is. It's really D- Dante runs well, it. Well, and you you fig- you find out later why they kept him around because it's they're so the whole reason they took the ship when it got there was because they're so strapped well, they're for, for they're, resources. You're, yeah. They're yeah. so strapped for cash. Like you don't, one of the, one of the comments in the book that struck me as odd was the, they're mining their own system. Right. And, and you just don't do that with, as a space Marine chapter, you don't take resources from your own chap, uh, your own area because that's a last resort. I don't know about that, man. That's a, it was, that was in the book. I mean, I think they meant literal mines, though, in their system. Yeah, and their book was their their system was full of space mines, and like you don't do that, but they can't defend their their system anymore. Okay, so, but you have so you have the celestial lions, uh, and the the war hosts are actually led by the celestial lions. Like right, he, they're, right. they're the one the alliance for the yeah. for the for Alara's Vale or whatever. So you've got they head off to a planet. To clear it from the uh, Ecclesiarchy, who is the bad... Who's gun traitor. Yeah, the bad chaos guys, humans or whatever. Um, yeah, that confused me for a few like minutes when I'm like, wait, the church is the bad guy? But I'm like, no, it's it's not. Right. So they're the, the renegades and heretics, and they're slowly working their way through the system, taking over planets. So they Well, and they weren't, right? They were just normal Imperial citizens, and they're like... We can't fight these guys. Like we just want support from you. That's the only reason we turned. We wanted you to. Yeah, turn and, and help that, like us. thing is like they didn't necessarily turn. Well, they they think they're doing what the Imperium wants them to do, right? Uh, which is something that the the pure, which is kind of the traitor Marines in this book here, call out. They're like, "Hey, this is what we were told to do. It wasn't working when we were doing it this way. So this is how we're doing it now." Yep. So. They drop down the planet. They get engaged. Obviously, the spears. Uh, so th- this was interesting to me. So they have X number of uh, Imperial Guard units on the planet that are fighting. Um, the spears use themselves because they're such a highly uh, uh, sought after resource. Let's go. Uh, you know, so they use themselves only in specific strike forces and, and hitting certain targets. They don't just. They're not on the front lines with the guard leading them, and that's where the mentor. Uh, Incarius was like he was there. He was leading the guard. He was giving them advice and helping them go along without just basically doing it for them. Would you say he? 
mentor them? <laughs> I would, yes. Okay. You know what's um, crazy about it, though? What I really liked about this battle scene on the planet where you have um, the, the Amadeus kind of going in and, and doing his part is seeing how him and his slaves work as a unit. Like, right, right. This was super unique to me because I'm assuming Space Marine, you have like your helmet and you have sensors on your suit and that kind of tells you what the thing is. He is employing his three slaves as pretty much spotters for him. Yeah, so they're hanging out in his rhino. They're, they're hanging out in his rhino. They're they're looking around. They're double checking. Okay, so hey. Servo skulls. Dude, right. They're all operating like three or four servo yeah, skulls Yeah, and they're each. like, okay, you have a sniper up in this tower. You have a unit over in this tower here, and he's getting all this data, and that's how he's making his tactical decisions. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's super cool. Of course, like in a culture like the Imperium, which they don't trust AI, like what's a better AI or like a, a better alternative to that than just having people telling you like what's going on? Yeah. Sure. So. Well, it's like, you know, more modern military style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was cool. Right. So, obviously, Spears and the mentors and the guard. They lost. Yep. They lost. Everybody's dead. And that's the end of the book. It's the end of the book. It was so, really depressing. So, this has been a mob rules, uh, except for the Anurata, because she's telling it now to the new one. No, no. She still I, died. That's yeah. the twist. It's like six cents. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. That's a lie. All of that was a lie. All of that was a lie. Yeah, they win. Anurata was dead the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I swear to God, if this book ended like that, I would have been like, mm. I think if the book ended like that, I'd be like, damn, I didn't see that coming. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they get they, they defeat everything. They push their way to the capital. Um, along the way, Anurata actually uh, interacts with the spears with her servo skull firing. She defends um, the third war, horse, uh, war host leader, yeah, the captain. Brayak, and just shoots like a... Laser, uh, laser over his shoulder and, you know, saves him from a guy shooting him. She pew pews a guy, yeah, and yeah. kills. Yeah. Pew pew. Uh, like that. So they get there. They, they This planetary governor's like, I demand to die by ritual combat. And they just like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, I forgot about that governor, dude. That's oh, amazing. Dude, he's like, you... Well, because that, that cover guy explained why the Ecclesiarchy yeah. was. Because otherwise you'd be like, well, obviously they're just renegades and heretics. But he explained that right. you know, we, we're trying to do the best we can. This is how we ended up here. Like, what other choice did I have? I, I deserve an honorable death. And yeah, the Marines are just like, yeah, no, you're good. So he attacks him with a power sword and they just fucking bisect him with a bolter shot. Like, nah. Doesn't yeah. he curb stomp him as well? Uh, crushes mm. his head crushes after he gets his, shot in yeah. half. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And, yeah. Honorable death. Oh, and they give the power sword to... Right. Brayak's talking to uh, the mentor, like, hey, what's up? You know, who was that that shot over my shoulder? And the two other thralls were like, ooh, 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 it was Anurata. She was the bad girl who did what she shouldn't do. And the guy's like, cool, have a power sword, bitch. Yeah. So now she's got a power sword. Boom. Let's hope she never really uses up it. Up too late. She did. She killed a Marine with it. Oh. <sighs> Oh, did I spoil stuff? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's purpose. fine. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, wait, does she kill a Marine with it? So totally. yeah, after, after the battle, they kind of go off into space. Like stuff happens and then like a Chaos Marine I, ship comes in. I like that they're setting up the planet for, you know, being good. And they're like, all right, Spears, you're going to do this. Lead the governor elections, do all this stuff, turning into a democracy. And then this blip shows up, the Huntress, and they go, fuck the planet. Everybody back on the <laughs> yeah. ship. We're fucking chasing this. Bitch. We took this sword. Y'all are good now. 
Because they've been chasing this ship forever, right? They, well, they've been hunting it, but it eludes them because it's a super fast ship, supposedly. and It's not really explained very well, but they call it the Huntress, and apparently it's super badass. Well, the reason being is it can it can translate to warp so quickly. So, like, it comes out of warp, and then it can kind of jump right back in again. Yeah, like, it's like, all right, we're here. Oops, shit, we didn't want to be here. Boom, see you later. Or, or just blow something away and then zip out. Or, right. But luckily, they... they confiscated that amazing mentorship right good thing good thing so they chase after it not with the mentorship they don't was it with always oh, with the hex no, right? they're in the hex yeah so right. luckily they could replace the hex with a mentorship so off they fly <laughs> in in the hex back into the warp kind of chasing after the ship well so i like that they describe jumping that close to a planet because mm. it's, it's like, all right, we've saved the planet. All right, listen, we have to go after it. And he's got his advice. Brayek's got his advisors, and he's listening to him. And he's like, hmm, hmm, this is good advice, good advice. They're like, we need to get this. Everybody's like, we need to go now, get it, do whatever. And Brayek's like, uh, but we're right next to the planet. If we jump right now after her, we destroy the entire planet we just saved. And they're like, Shit. Okay. Uh, let's I like it because they're like, it'll take us 50 <laughs> minutes to translate to warp. And you're like, well, that's too long. It's going to take too long. It'll destroy the planet. I'm like, well, it's still too long. <laughs> like, we need to get after this thing. Yeah. I, I equate jumping into warp as a much faster thing, not taking 15 minutes to sure. power everything up and get going. I could see taking 15 minutes to get away from the planet far enough to jump to warp, but. Yeah, you got got to say your prayers, light your candles. Like I had to back up because I was get like, some wait, wait, wait. incense going, yep. jumping to warp, get some sensual massages. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got to sensually massage your navigator. <laughs> it's like when when he finally releases, that's when you translate into warp. But the best thing about it, so they get into the warp, they're chasing, they're catching up to this the ship. And when I'm listening to this, I'm like, how are they? X is bad ass. I'm like, how are they catching up to this impossible ship? So, but then they drop a warp mine, which is a thing. Yeah, so awesome. for, so the way that I uh, remember it, it happening is that they drop the ship plots its course and goes it's going to drop out of warp over there. Yeah. So they're because they, they can't actually see it in the warp. They're not tracking it in the warp. They, they can guess they guess where as it was possible. going to come out. So they go as fast as they can and they pop out of it. And that's when they run into the fucking mine at left for them. Like mm, no, well they're still in the warp when they hit the mine. No, they're out of the warp because there's a Geller field that pops. No, the the mine pops the Geller field, right? Which lets the horrors of the warp into the ship and then drops them off of the warp. So they're only in the warp for about one point six seconds or something. They say it's bad. Uh, Like and that and then the mine causes the Geller field to collapse. Two seconds later, they're out of the warp. But in that two seconds, like literally the last thirty minutes of Doom, the movie with the Rock has happened (laughs) on the ship. Yeah, they're fighting. They're having all these weird like flashbacks, and demons are apparating, and like before that, it was the first twenty minutes of skyscraper. Yeah, the last twenty minutes of doom. That's yeah, what the difference is. Well, it's oh. like so they're they're walking through halls, and they have like nobody has blood. Ro- John did. Uh, I watched it. It was pretty fantastic. I don't think he did. The Rock played a guy with one leg. It was. Amazing. I do have to say, I watched that new Fast and Furious movie. Oh, so good. Oh, Dude. the Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was too busy reading a book for this. Yeah, so 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 they're 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 ankle deep in blood. And they look up and there's like partially formed skeletons kind of screaming down at them from the ceiling, like you know typical warp stuff. Right? No, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. big deal. no big deal. Yeah, um, if you're a fully trained marine, then you're used to that stuff. But these slaves are just pissing themselves, terrified. Sure. So you got the three of them. Of the three of them, two of them were together, and one was at the front of the ship with all of the space brains. Right. Yes, the lucky one. Right. 
I would say that, I suppose. Well, or what were they lucky? Mm. So twist. <laughs> so they, they they start trying to get through the static and they're moving through the ship trying to find their boss, like, he will save us. There's no problem. And they see they think they see him. They're like they make contact with the radio and he's like, Yeah, come to the bridge. We're making our way from the bridge. And he's they they see him and they're like, There he is. And it's not him. And it's just a guy that looks exactly like him, only chaos. True right. Marine. So he kind of warps in, fucks them up. He also fucks them up, but they kill him. Yeah. They Hey, y'all are missing the, the trippiest part. No, when... I was I was after that. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. No, okay. You're talking about daddy? And talking about daddy issues that show up. Yeah, that was after that where she's trying to find trying to get to him. So yeah, she's trying to get to a space marine. Like um her her slave buddy killed the 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 Chaos Marine and like it was a hard like fought battle, all that other stuff. Because well, it's two basic servitors versus a space marine, and they have an auto. They're not loader. servitors; they're thralls. I mean, yeah. two slaves. Yeah, but they have some cybernetic augmentics. Yeah, they have some saying. augmentation. Sure. Not not complete servitors, but. But then, so they kill the space marine. It takes a lot of like effort to do, obviously, um, as it should. As it should. Well, Trader marine in the warp. I really appreciated kind of like the struggle to to take a marine down. Um, but then she starts seeing like. Her dad shows up and is like, hey, how are you doing? It's been a while. I've been dead for a bit. Yeah. You, everybody's here. Grandma, mom, your brother. We're all here in the Sea of Souls. Come on and hang out with us. Yeah. Like, oh, we missed you. And like it's portrayed as like a super chill conversation between like a, a woman and her dad. But then you're like, oh, wait. You get this unfortunate flashback about how her dad dies. I was like, well, I could have missed that. I yeah. I didn't, I didn't need that. Sure. It was pretty bad, but then you have Amadeus kind of coming through to save the day by killing her dad again in front of her. <laughs> right. Well, he's a demon. Yeah, like oh. just, he just stomps right through. Like, what's up? Oh, I got some of your dad on my boot. You're like, yeah, this isn't your dad. Your dad's dead. Um, I really now want to model all my plague bearers as just regular people. Like, I want to have like please, please do not. One plague bearer has just got like plaid and like a sweater vest on. Son, son, and like whenever you charge them, and be like, "Oh, that's great! You're charging me, Danny." Because actually, those two Marines, this is their uncle and brother in this unit here. Yeah, that would not make it that weird. Would, that would not affect a space marine at all. He'd be like, "Nah, <laughs> boosh." But if you tried it against Imperial Guard, you might get somebody. So they end up fighting so much of stuff, like a bunch of other Marines, and then get captured. So the yep, all of the spears and the mentor get captured. Yep, with you know energy lash whips or something and then there was a lot of screaming and some nipple twisting so you know what i really I liked didn't about think they all got captured i thought just some of them got captured with some of, some of them did the so i think brayak was one of the ones that did not get captured but of the war hosts that you've met so far like two get killed in this fight sure because you know now it's space marine on space marine and not yeah it's uh, and it's pretty ass human and it's pretty brutal right so yeah. they get taken yeah, on the very brutal fight Right, like they get taken prisoner on the Huntress from like with some of these other space marines. Right, and you, you know what I really liked about this part was kind of it showed the 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 kind of the mirror image of space marines and chaos space marines because at the start of this book, <laughs> this book was written before the new codex. So <laughs> fair. Well, you don't think he knew about the codex when he wrote this book? Um, I bet he did. Bet he can't even spell codex. But that's fair. What? Spell check is a hell of a thing. Um, but. <laughs> At the start, you're talking about these three... ADB doesn't listen to our reviews. I'm good. So, 
Amadeus has three slaves. He cybernetically connects to him to find data about stuff. Uh, his leather is made from human skin and all this other kind of stuff. Um, they talk about the poor quality of their food, uh, like how they reuse people, how bodies are used to fuel ships. This is all kind of taken into, oh, yeah, this is a grimdark 40K. Yeah, this is what space marines do. Cool. And then flip it forward to the second half of the book, and the Pure, which is the name of these uh, Chaos Space Marines, they do the same thing. They, they have slaves. They use the slaves to feed the slaves, and they kind of use the slaves' bodies to power the ship. They're doing all the, like, it's like there's some Space Marine playbook. Sure. That's being used by both sides. But the way it's portrayed in the second half when Bowden's kind of describing the pure is like, oh, my God, this is revolting. This is so bad. This is such a struggle. We must escape this. But it's like the same. You're like, But it's it's pretty much the same thing. You're just <laughs> yeah. you're trading one for the other. Well, there's just a little bit more like rape and torture when uh, the Chaos Space Marine stuff. Yeah, a little it. bit. So we move we move ahead to uh, being on the ship after a scenario that happens that causes them to have i mean i so there's a warp issue where they see they think they see the number one thrall trying to kill him um because you know it's the warp you're imagining shit. yeah and he does kill somebody yeah well he sees some die and she sees like a, hold on. a weird sword a weird his, sword yeah like yeah. a necron blade is what, the way she kind of described it. Like I don't think she described it as a neck She said it was it was a, a black oh, sorry, sword. Xenos phase blade, yeah. like a death watch. Sorry. No, no, no she doesn't, I, she doesn't know what that is, Dave. She said it was a, an alien sword with glowing green runes, is how it's described. Sorry. That's, that's, that's my bad. I literally just finished it. How long ago did you read it? I don't know, like two weeks ago, yeah. maybe? All right, cool. Next. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Moving All along. Right. So he, he kills a peer and then tries to kill them is what they see. But that may or may not be what it is. Because again, still warp some weird situations. Could be and, yeah. When I read it, I read it as like a chaos, like rune blade or something. Yeah. Me and too. like the way, the way they're describing it. Good save Dave. Um, is the, at this point, the, the two other thralls have like serious trauma. Like the, the girl who said she saw it has like head injuries. She's missing limbs. Like she is just completely yeah. true. Fucked up. So, so Tiberia. no one believes her that she saw this ghost with this kind of alien weapon. Well, and no, they don't even know this yeah. stuff yet until after her experience on the chaos ship, right? Yeah. So they're they're freaking out. They're like, "Do we have to kill him because he tried to kill us?" You know, whatever happens, we'll kill him no matter what. Right. When we get back to the Imperium, we're going to we're do that. killing yeah. that dude. So luckily, the third and most important thrall becomes a leader of a resistance on the Chaos slave ship, but which <laughs> goes about as well as you think yes, it would. You would imagine it. Luckily, would. not the storyteller. Who yeah. Knows? Right. Well, so. she's so she had her arm ripped off, her weird augmentic eye completely ripped out, correct, and her yep. leg ripped off as well, right. So she has... Like, but when I start listening to this book and I hear, yes, my friend, she has taken a position of authority within the slaves. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh yeah, don't do that. You're gonna, no. You're going to die. I thought for sure it was going to turn out well. Yeah. I was like, oh, this yeah, never the, ends badly. The pure would respect her authority yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and her dedication her to her position. friends. Yeah, you know. She can't, like, calcified. We can't kill her. Look at how good they... Look at how much they love her. That's pure right there. But then, out of nowhere, bang, the chaos ship gets attacked, and our the hex is back. The hex is back. Oh, it's ready to fuck some shit up. The lion or something like that. Oh, okay. It was, it was a celestial lion ship. It's a blade the of celestial lion rams it like it's got a, a, a 
sharp pointy bow and it just oh, yeah, fucking yeah. rams the shit out of it like yeah fuck your couch. the celestial lions are gonna celestial fuck something up so i really this for me was something that i really liked it was not that it just got rammed but that it's described she describes it afterwards as turbo fucked why did she uh the you know we thought it was taking a little while to catch up to him but what actually was happening is the hex didn't think they could catch the huntress so instead they cast out a wide web and said, hey, everybody, we got the Huntress. We're chasing her northeast. Head, you know, northeast and come meet up. Come come get her. We'll, we'll run her into your trap. So they laid a trap for her, and basically she just almost escaped the trap, and they closed the trap around her afterwards when the, after the hex was um, wrecked. And so this sword ship was one that was supposed to be hunting her and just comes fucking flying in out of nowhere like, ha-ha! Yeah, some fries, motherfucker. Just like right out into the edge. <laughs> Ends up rescuing. Office um, supplies, motherfucker. <laughs> Ends up rescuing our, our narrator here uh, and a few others. We found Amadeus, our mentor, like hero of the war. Did not survive, right? Is Oh, yeah, yeah. Book ended right at that point. <laughs> and the book can continue. Let's be honest. He didn't uh, survive. And Well, well true. You know, yeah. Dave, Dave's not wrong. You, you have a good point. I mean, mentally... And physically, he was completely a different person because they cut they cut him the fuck up and like they did so much crazy shit to him. It was absolutely insane. So I think they said the Emperor Spear said that he needed sixty one percent of his body replaced. Um, every part had been cut. Every part had been marked and kind of brandished. And yeah, they every organ, everything. It was, like yeah, they, they even went inside, like carved bones. inside of him. Yeah, yeah. like sixty five percent of his bones were actually broken pulverized right they, they described it as like what like kind of mushroom oh, i forget the the phrase he uses like his bones felt like kind of dust or something inside yeah. it, it was really hard but this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier how the emperor's spears are like well it's not one not let's add all that like let's get him up and going again they were they were gonna actually actually they were gonna turn him into a fucking servitor because they need everybody they, they were going to take yeah, his... because one of the thralls was like, well, they're going to intern him in the Dreadnought, and this is when we find out he's so fucked up, they burned out the implants that would make it possible to intern him into Dreadnought armor. Yeah, all of sure. his Space Marine implants were gone. So, jeez. Um, uh, yeah, so that was that's when Anurata decides, she's like, hey, you know, they can't... She's looking at the holographs. She's like, they don't know about this, but there's a way to but save him. And, and then, then Kartash... Do you have a single wound? Yeah. <laughs> a standard bolt gun? I mean, he yeah. didn't. Having trouble maintaining. He had no wounds remaining. Um, uh, but yeah, he did get... like half a wound. He did yeah. get primaris fired. He did. Uh, so they, yeah, they run him through turning him into Calgar and make him a primaris. And they take organs from all the guys that died and on blood from tons of dead spears that died mm-hmm. also. Which we find out they can do because they say they share the same bloodline from the ultramarines, which I thought right. was like a super neat touch in there. Yeah, that was cool. nice yeah. It was a nice tie in. Um, I like that they, in that scene back there when the Anurata is talking to the leader of the pure, they explain who the pure actually were. Oh yeah. Yeah. We forgot to mention that Dave. Yeah, the, well, I don't want to, I just figure we'll skip over it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not important. Oh, okay. I mean, we skipped it. We skipped it. We're good. I'm just like, hey, that's a that for me was like, no. So it turns oh, out the pure are wait. are the banished um, scorpions, star scorpions, um, and renamed later as the the mentors. They renamed themselves as the pure. When they they re- came out. yeah, they renamed right. themselves as the pure. So that is why everyone's being such a dick to Amadeus. 
because the pure are the enemies they're fighting against so, are literally yeah. dressed just like him. Kind I, I mean, yeah, which is the whole thing. They, like these, the pure show up and they go, and the celestial lions and the uh, the emperor spears were like, "What the fuck is this coming in to fuck us up here?" And they're like, "Hail, like, brothers! It's us, the third chapter, the star scorpions." And they look at the ship and they were like, "Oh hell no! <laughs> you guys have fucking wiped out dead. This ain't happening." And so they just started engaging. They but what I really liked about it was that the the star score, the pure as they're called now, their reasons for doing it, again, they're not heretical. They're just trying to carry out the mission they were programmed with. And this was the way they were like, okay, this is how it has to happen. And yeah, they might have made one or two packs to kind of get rid of <laughs> some genetic deformities. But, you know, you can't, you, hey, can't, man. you can't purge if you're dead. Except you for the, can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs, baby. <laughs> I like that the leader can't manage was, was untainted in any way. After yeah, so long in the yeah. warp because yeah. I mean let's let's be honest the, the time frame I know I know time flows you know in weird circular patterns in the warp but they have been gone for what they had to have been gone for like a thousand years at least it's the men, the mentor legion that has been around forever so I was getting real strong slanash vibes from the oh I got zinch or you got zinch from yeah. them there yeah well, I mean, with I, all the packs and I, I like got, all the packs got, and things. I got Slanesh, actually, okay. myself. Right. Just, like, there was constant talk of perfection. Yeah. And there was and, constant and talk of, like, yeah. the, like you know, just kind of doing things and, like, the, the the pleasure they seem to get out of doing things perfectly. I mean, they could be Zinch. I mean, absolutely. With a name like The Pure, it's kind of one of those nice kind of gray areas. Sure. And I'm sure someone will comment and tell me I'm wrong. And I look forward to that. Oh, because, I'll do it right now. Yeah. Okay, do it. I agree with you. Uh, that Slanish but right, you're still but you wrong. still fucking wrong. still fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it, it describes in excruciating 100-page detail the process of turning into a Primaris Marine. Uh, which, it was literally like two pages. <laughs> so fast are you sure you're not thinking of the new space <clears throat> yeah. i mean i might be i can't see right now so tune in tune in tomorrow <laughs> tune, tune in tune today in next week for the space marine lore section um but they they talk about there, there's one great part where we know like the basics of it where like they kind of they separate the chest and they put the belazarian furnace like in between the two hearts um but there's one great part where like amadeus is like resting you mean when they're shut right after they shove him through the box oh yeah yeah okay Oh, yep. right, right. Because yep. it's a cube, you know. But yeah, Amadeus is resting, and he's like groaning in his sleep, like, ow, ow, ow. It's like a Rubik's pretty cube, much. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It um, only, the, that's, the process, how they, that's how you make it. You put them inside, and they just spin the, it until the they get process the colors is only on successful if you lend the, all the colors up right. <laughs> oh, shit, I got an orange on a yellow. Fuck. <laughs> well, he can be a spaceship captain. But the chick can. <laughs> the chick, because the one that's square was left good. over. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good, Dave. Well, but she leans over. She, she, she says she can hear his bones grow. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, I don't well, like. So, and she doesn't have super hearing either. So the, if, she, if she can hear his bones grow, you know it was loud. And then they were like, talking about like, how they oh. used her as part of the procedure to cut open his skull and uh, implant some stuff in his brain. Oh, dude, she had to massage. She had to keep one of his hearts beating at one point. Oh, she yeah. Was like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> it is not an easy process. But I remember this with the CPR dummy. And, and <laughs> I think the, the super, like, the most interesting thing about this book for me was the takeaway of, like, who is a Marine? Like, who, who are you when you're a Marine? Because when he comes out of this, and he, you know, spoilers, he survives and he becomes a Primaris Marine. Um, they paint his armor the into mentor Marines. colors. They loan him well, uh, a bolt rifle. So Enyarada does that for him. Yeah. I mean, they didn't stop him one way or the other. So 
what I like is the interaction between her and Kartash the whole way through. Like, she is deathly afraid of Kartash, the, the person she accuses of trying to kill her and, and Kartash. Multiple like, times. So, yeah. so many times, right? Um, that at the end of the primary civilization process, she's walking and, and she's told Kartash to stay away from her and Kartash is just coming at her, like, in, the, right. in, in a narrow hallway, like in a dark alley, and she's like, get the fuck away from me. Leave now. She pulls out a Laz pistol and Kartash is like, I'm just want to talk with you. And that's when the ship captain, uh, Saravan shows up and is like, Hey, you know, and, and she, she standing there and he's interjecting in between there. And Anurata has told everybody at this point that Kartash is evil. Kartash is evil. Try to kill me. Right. Yeah. So she, she just gets, uh, she's like, I'm going to kill you, you know, if you don't get away from me. And Saravan says, you should probably get away. And she's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm terrified. I'm not doing anything. Please don't hurt me. And Saravan's like, yeah, you're a liar. I can hear your heartbeat, and it's perfectly normal. In fact, it's the most calm I've ever seen. I've ever heard a heartbeat. You are not afraid of this this woman at all right now. Which I thought was, like, super cool. And another thing they point out here is that he has ceremonial, like, spices and perfumes, and that's all people can smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume that that was kind of, like, a lot of uh, pseudo-tech priest-type thrall stuff, you know, does that sort of thing for machine spirits. But that was me reading into that particular character thinking that's what that was. Sure. You know? So I was like, yeah, ceremonial oils and spices. Duh. They fucking went in to the magic toaster and but again, came out. By thrall. the end, I was like, why are you mentioning this so much? I know like you've said four or five times up to this point that he stinks of ceremonial like oils and things. Well, it's, I mean, you know, you could just think it's a, yeah, a flavor should, piece. Yeah. I didn't think of anything of it. Like, yeah. it's just like trying to take, you know, trying to give myself a little bit more immersion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so they have this big meeting between the... Yeah, so uh, they, get, they get a summons from the leader of the entire... The chapter master of the, the, of the Celestial of Lions. Yeah. Who, by the way, lo- I love the voices for that. Okay, so let's, you, Dave. You I know you and you right? and I listened to the audiobook of this. Um, so, so Spears the are Russian. So yeah, the, what the Russian too? No, no. no. Spears are the Russian. Spears are Russian. Oh, okay. The celestial lions uh, sound like they come from Wakanda. Thank you. Oh yes, I was going to okay. say South African, hard South African, hard South African accent on um, the celestial lions, like like uh, South African. Like from the movie Madagascar type, you know, where they just over the topping it. I was like, ooh, this is really pulling me out of this. So uh, I will say for the audiobook version, it was performed by uh, Kelly Houghton. Um, 90% of the time did a phenomenal job. So I was disappointed. I think that it would have been better to have uh, a split cast for that. Because, so I, I know you're reading a book, but mm-hmm. having a, a split, um, having a male to do the the. So so many of the characters were male versus female, and I get it that the main character was, or the story to the narrator was female, so I get that, but it was hard for me to believe that some of these space marines were super badass with their high-pitched voices. So for me, mm-hmm. because I'm listening to this with um, a biased narrator who's telling their version of events, that's what made it okay for me to have a female narrator the whole way through. I, I mean, it... it it was fine. It just was, it was really hard to get into the badassery. And I feel that having a cast in oh, not this. Just, not stu- just a cast. I mean. Well, well, you know, but like a, a different voice or kind of multiple voice actors for the audio thing would take away from the concept of this being an audio log uh, of someone's experience. Yeah, I can see that. 
So, so that's what I take away from it. Sometimes, yeah, like when he's like, when I think one part where I got pulled out of it a little was when she was uh, talking as Amadeus, and then she puts on, like she says, he puts on his helm, and then she just talks it like in a little deeper to explain like how it sounds. I think GW could do very well. Like they do some great audio dramas, and I just I really want them to just put some of that production into the audio books as well. Yeah, it probably costs too much. I mean, it would cost a shitload, but this book forty dollars. Oh, they probably only paid her like two thirds of what they would have paid. Forty dollars. Forty dollars is what this book costs to buy, buy the audio one when you're not buying an audible. Oh, so yeah, from BlackLibrary.com yeah. is forty dollars. Um, yeah, sorry, on you go there. Uh, so the 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 spear lady from uh, Wakanda, the badass guard lady. Okay. So yeah, that's what the main chapter master sounded like to me. So yeah, they get this whole like cool- a woman. Well, she was a woman doing a man's voice, so that's what it sounded like. Oh, I mean, weird. to me, that didn't take me out. Like I said, I just I I understand when we're talking about it, like as a narrator telling a story, like I'm not as pulled out of it as much from there. Um, but what we find out on the bridge is that a big ass wave is coming through the chaos warp, like yep. big enough and staying and in the warp, staying in complete cohesion. Everybody's together, like they've all tied a rope around them, and they're sailing past the sirens and the the freaking maw on the other side on their way back to Greece, just tied up so they can't go anywhere. And they it's so big that it's fucking pushing a wave of warp in front of it. Yes, which is a, a super baffling to me, badass thing here. Well, you got to think about it. Whenever I read Black Library stuff, or whenever they talk about the warp or space travel, they are talking about ships sailing on the ocean. Yeah, like I ignore all kinds of theories I have about space travel or flight or, or three dimensions. It is purely ships traveling on on the ocean, and the warp is just turbulent seas. Yeah, see. So, so that's how that imagery kind of gets through to my head there I, on that. I could see you getting it that way. For me, I don't ignore that. Like the ships can pass up and down and pass through each other, and the way it is in the warp, you know, it's just a distance thing. But that that's the way I yeah. see it. So. Oh. So for me, I'm picturing like this wave huh. of nebulous. Uh, you think ships can pass through each other in the warp? I never thought of that before. Yeah, totally. Mm, possibly. Warp, Maybe that's where some. I mean, anything's possible in the warp, right? Yeah. But like, I'd yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not. I'm not picturing them like uh, Gulliman's fleet together passing through the warp and like suddenly, you know, a second ship just drifts through it and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, that's not what I'm picturing. But I mean, like, it, the path could happen at the same time. What I like most things. about this scene here is when this Emperor Spears tell the Celestial Lions, "Yeah, but you'll fucking die. You guys are done if this happens." And the Chapter Master of the Celestial yeah, Lions they're is coming just for like, their ho- the Celestial yeah, Lions' yeah. homeworld. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna end up coming out of the warp directly at the homeworld, which is like, well, it's fucking done. And he's like, we'll get everybody there. We'll stop the armada. We'll do it. And then the celestial lands like, Nope. No, brother. We will not. No. He's like, yeah, we, we don't do that accent again. <laughs> save that for the Jamaican. Yeah. Save that for, dude. for like what? We're warm up. We're recording it immediately after. This. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, but that's when the, the celestial lions are because they're an older chapter than the emperor's spears and they kind of, I feel are a little better trained. See, no, I don't think they're an older chapter. I think they're an older chapter and they're just like, no, yeah, we're, we're abandoning it. And then they go on to like how difficult it is to evacuate an entire world. And they're just like, yeah, it's not worth it. Um, well, it's like, we, we can't save it. We're going to evacuate whatever we can. And we'll something, find a new world. Something I loved about this conversation was halfway through this very serious conversation, they start talking about servitors. And they talk about how the servitors are walking and, and the room is so big that some of them don't even have to leave the deck. 
And occasionally they go back to their little cubicle where they process food coming in and they get waste coming out. For anybody that's curious about the way that it is described, to me it was very uh, Borg. Yeah, it was exactly, yeah. It was like a, a Borg cube. And I almost thought of them when I read it, right? I thought that their chairs just folded down into the deck. No, it says oh, no, they, because they, they somebody move. else comes because somebody else comes in and pops back up because it's always manned. Yeah, so you right. That's guy. what I'm saying. Like, so they move like, up. So, like, one pops down, one pops up in the same workstation, slides over or whatever, and it's I in mean, there. Impossible. But again, looking at uh, and has someone like having read like Dembski Bowden's previous stuff here is like, why are you telling me this now? Like, what is the importance of this? Well, um, so I, he starts describing it to you um, after the big bada boom. No, it was before that as well, because I, I made a note here that says uh, servo butt bombs. Which was great, by the way. Yes. So what Sur- happens? Servitor butt bombs. To, to go back to something Danny said earlier, the Celestial Alliance have had problems with the Inquisition back through Armageddon where the Inquisition tried to wipe them the fuck out. I really want to read just a full-on book now about that. Yes. There's um, a bunch of stories about it. Like there's short stories. Like I think he did an extra short story about it, and <laughs> so like two words, <laughs> yeah. Lions Inquisition. No, uh, like oh. an additional short story to oh. the Armageddon book that he wrote. Um, <laughs> but here, what happens is out of nowhere. Fuck you, extra short was funny. Um, okay, your penis is not <laughs> funny, Dave. Um, but a Calidus assassin appears out of nowhere and uh, kills the chapter master. Is it Calidus? Claudius. I thought I was pronounced to uh, Calidus. Yeah. Okay. The lady assassin who you can deploy super close to the enemy lines to, comes out of nowhere. As a, char- as a character. As a character. Um, Nobody comes out nowhere. her because she was close. And they that describe right. it as being so quick and then smoke and explosions come out of nowhere. And this is when oh. they go back and explain that for weeks, this Calidus has been feeding the servitors bombs. In Yeah, just force feeding it into them because they can't. Because they can't swallow it. They they're can't, lobotomized. They can't digest it. They can't poop it out. So their stomachs are just full of bombs. So yeah, they poop bombs. Also, I learned from this com- conversation on this bridge here, before the explosion happens, emperor's balls is a term that's used in the 41st millennium. I am a huge fan of the way that it is described as the two, the, the leader of the third war host and the chapter master are like, yeah, we'll settle. You can settle on Nemagast. It'll be the way it is. It'll be just fine. And they reach out to shake hands. And then the spear or the lion's head falls off. Yeah. I was like, do what now? I I had to read it twice. I I had to back (laughs) the audio book up. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did I just miss something? Did the spears kill this guy? No. Who killed him? Turns out the big bad of this book is the Inquisition, which was very surprising. I wasn't expecting it. Maybe not so much after kind of hearing Danny uh, and kind of uh, talking about like Armageddon and and, and how much they hate. And then if you look back at it, about how the the like one person goes down through to check up on how they're doing. Like, why would you send all of those resources through to be like, hey, how's it going? So I like that Incarius tries to uh, save Anurata through all this. Oh yeah, because right, he, right, he made an effort to save her. Because right? right away they're like, oh, you you're an outsider. Yeah. Well, you're, the Celestial Lions fault. hadn't met him before, and they still called him False Scorpion. The spears that he'd fought beside and trained with since becoming a Primaris are kind of starting to accept him a little bit. Plus, he's like 90% former buddies of theirs anyway. So, you know, they're like, well, maybe he's not so bad. And they like Anurata. They they have grown to really like her. So, you know, they're on one side. The Lions are on the other. The Mentor was stuck with the Lions. And uh, and, and all sorts of hell and chaos is going loose. with There's neural disruptors and all sorts of stuff. He grabs Anurata and is like, 
run. Get the fuck out of here. And she goes, I can't, you know, I can't <laughs> breathe. And he's like, fuck it, fine. So he picks her up and just, I, I picture him just like throwing him over uh, his shoulder, kind of like Conan the Barbarian and just fucking bull rushing out the door. Yeah. Or, you know, six feet before he's fucking tackled. <laughs> because um, a he beats a celestial lion in helmeted plate. Like he just starts punching with yep. the faceplate. Yep. And knocks him down. And I was like, oh, good to know. Face so now are vulnerable to punches. We're trying to figure out what's going well, on. Eventually. And so he sends his slave and Yurata to, to the quarters. and like, go hide there. You're, you'll be safe there. Mm. But she's not. Well, they so they haven't figured out yet what's happening. Like, she still thinks it's Kartash with the blades and everything yeah. else. Uh, they get captured. They're thrown in a prison cell. And the librarian comes in and goes, hey, buddy, I'm going to read your mind. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah. And he's like. Because he was that casual about it. Yeah. He's I like, want to just be like the it, cool it cam was, counselor librarian. It was very casual. Like, he's like, so is this to be my trial? Let's go. And he's like, hold on. I just need to look at your mind. Let me see. And and he's figured out what's going on at this point. Why he was the one person right, sent right. through and why it was him and three thralls. And that was it. And a full ship. So the Inquisition just is absolute super dicks right oh me vindictive been, right the other thing i super liked about this was in the book they described the inquisition almost like boogeyman like amaretta is like you know i've heard stories of them i've heard that they come that yeah. they do this but there's no like hard firm proof about uh like yeah. inquisition coming in and doing these things yeah and his realization that the mentor chapter was like yeah his life isn't worth it we'll send him through knowing he'll never come back you know like it just fucking tore him up so Mind reader, mind read, Amirata goes. He's like, nah, they're cool. Let them out. <laughs> and they go hunting. Throw him a bolt gun, and, and she's like, the oh, that was the most fast hunting. and furious way that they proved someone innocent. He didn't even say anything. He just threw him a bolt rifle, and he was like, let's go. <laughs> Dude, totally. <is laughs> yeah. It. It's like, yep. It's like, fuck yeah. I imagine he flexed innocent. when he caught it as well. It looked really cool. <laughs> I like that they didn't bother to, you know, they didn't take his plate off or anything like that because they were still hunting her. And then, so she goes back to the hotel room to hang out, you know, and she's yeah. like, I'm going to watch <laughs> the cable. Motel six. I hope that Fast and Furious is on TV. Turns out it was just skyscraper. So, you know, she's watching Win-win for everyone. Yeah. The historical documents, if you will. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to live in a world where skyscraper is a historical document. Uh, but this is when we find our our Calidus or Calidus or Calilatus, mm. uh, cat lady Kelly actually, LeBlanc, Kelly LeBlanc, our, our cat lady assassin um, was actually the the dude. She was actually the dude through all the whole time. Um, what? She's Scooby Doo pulled off her mask, chopped pretty off that much. Yeah. Master's head. I was then, a little disappointed. Well, with polymorphine that, is a hell of a drug, guys. Yeah. It is, and so the polymorphine <laughs> seconds of cocaine. The polymorphine <laughs> scent was hidden by the stupid um, scents and like mystic things like that. I'm like, oh, that's why you mentioned that. Because so the much. spears would, yeah, because the spears would smell it. Um, the, the, and, and, any and space marine would, would smell it. it. Yeah, and then like. What's oh. funny is she's wounded because, yeah, if you cut off a chapter master's head, space marines are just going to fucking open fire with bolt guns everywhere. Um, and then it's probably not good for you. She kind of starts begging for her life almost. Mm. I'm going to do air quotes around begging here. So like, please help me. Oh, the other cool thing we found out from this. And she was like, we have temples all over Imperium Nihilus. Right. I so need I you like, to get me to one of the times. Yeah. Right. So Which, there is Inquisition outposts no, throughout Nihilus. I think that was just a bait to get her out. Oh, I think there are. I think there are. Well, then why not just use one of them? Why go through this whole ruse? Because they need you to get someone close. You got to get no. Well, first, they had no contact, and they knew this person was gonna 
was going to be able to, if the person made it through, they were going to be able to <clears throat> contact like the celestial lions and they were going to like, there was eventually going to be a meeting there. Yeah. Whereas like they have no way of getting a message across no. to one of these temples. And they're very distrusting of newcomers. So if you have some random thrall well, show wouldn't up. Wouldn't you be distrusting of newcomers? The yeah. cheer showed up and started wrecking havoc through your shit. Heck yeah. I mean, you started the fight first, I mean, but you know, whatever. She doesn't go with it. The The assassin ends up dying. Um, oh, in the best way possible. How, how does she get shotgun blasted? Is yeah, she is. No, vortex grenade. Oh, no. yeah. Into, mm. out of the shit. Right, mm. right. Classic. Classy. Which, which made me laugh but at the end of it when, because uh, Incarius, at the last second, Incarius and Brayak show up like, we're here, we got your message, and, and they throw a sword and a spear through there, and then the, you know, it bisects the assassin and sucks her the rest of the way out the ship, and then the vortex grenade fucking goes bloop, and it's bloop. done. And Brayak turns to, to her and is like, you owe me a spear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, don't ever blow up, a, don't ever do one of those grenades on my ship again. And if I and we have to keep this secret because if I tell Saravan, he will kill you. Yeah. So I think the key takeaways from this book, um, a lot went on. There was a lot of cool plot stuff, like the Inquisition being dicks was a nice reinforcement. Nobody expected it. But really, I didn't expect Inquisition <laughs> to be the bad guys. Um, but the key takeaway for me was the interaction between Space Marines and the evolution of that. Like we we've all read our bolter porn where it's like oh brother yes you're here from this chapter brother I am an like you know an iron hand oh good brother I am a blood angel let's oh, go fight no first off that's a terrible analogy because no blood angels looking at an iron hand and going but this Ooh. this here th there's real <laughs> conflict <laughs> it gives you like a real sense of Imperium Nihilus and kind of the desperation on that it side really does. It, it tells you like warp jumps for them or like just blind leaps of faith and hoping it works because they don't have the astronomical at endpoints, all points yeah. They're they, like Nightcrawler when he can't see. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're going to go this way. Are you sure? Yeah. Bamf. Ah, fuck, we're in a planet. Right, right. So, I mean, there, there's that that goes into it. And also, it goes, for me, with all of these characters, like we have Tigerius, Kalgar, we have the Khan now being primarified. Who are these people now? Because we've seen with uh, Amadeus that when they come out the other end, they are not the same. And I'm well, sure. Well, and then he ends up. At the end of the book, yeah, you realize he's the one spoiler. asking for he's the guy from the first book, for asking for her to like make the the, the yep. tell the story. Yeah, yeah, because they because Amadeus in, in joins them. Epilogue three or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. it's it's talking. They're talking. Uh, Brayak and and him are talking. He's like, you know what? I I don't think I'm a mentor anymore. No, he's like a, a, he's a, now a spear. spear, and he's like, well, uh, Incarius is a terrible name for a spear. What do you think it should be? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Johnson and um, uh, Emma, uh, yeah, he's uh, like the I rock Johnson. Emirata's <laughs> like, hey, what's what's uh, what's a word for scorpion? And they tell him, and he's like, what's the word for false scorpion? So it's like Vagdun. Yeah, so they, he takes that as his name. That's pretty good. Which was a nice twist at the end. It was really it a nice. Tear to my eye, like yeah. the time that the Rock Johnson leapt out of a skyscraper with one leg because he was missing a leg to save people. So. This is a really good movie. You guys are <laughs> underrating it. Um, I highly doubt that right now. Like, I will show it to you, and you will enjoy it. Um, but only if we do it on Planketo. But oh. um, yeah, it's it's a really good view into kind of what goes into that process, and it's not an easy process. And yeah, are your favorite characters who got primarified? Are they going to die? 
in the process. Hopefully. God. Probably not. Please take out. But it'd be day. cool if they did, though. It'd be a cool time if they're like, hey, Pedro Contour is dead now. He oh, died. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's whoa. not. Yeah, hold your horses Dude, let's there, not see Pedro, man. <laughs> if, if anybody dies, it's going to be Lamartes and probably Dante and also. The Sanguinor um, dies. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? I don't know if the Sanguinor can actually be. I, I, he does though, because he's a garbage character, just like all the other. Uh, that's characters. fair, but but this sets up some <laughs> anybody, really anybody interesting. Anybody that's a named Space Wolf out dead. Well, well, I like Lucas the Trickster. Yeah, but this sets up really like count. a really interesting future for this series because I believe this is going to be like a, a series of books um, for yeah. the Emperor's Spear. It could be, yeah, um, or from the Celestial Lions, or for the Celestial Lions. But I think uh, where where Bowden's boner is right now is with the spears um, and, and how those move in. Well, they're I mean, his own, right? Right, right. And then you have now uh, enemies with within and without. So where you take that story. And especially where you have all of these messenger ships going through the Cicatrix, or Cicatrix and it's been told in lore so far that that fucks with time. So they can come out at any time, and now we could have uh, Spears on Spears, or we could have Whoa. Imperium. You never want to go Spears on Spears. We can have Inquisition hey. coming in more. Tolerance more <laughs> it's it's a super good book, and it I, is. I, I very much enjoyed it. When I said it's a a, a Densky Bowden book, it, it very, if you liked like Legion, if you liked his uh, his other work there with Magnus and, and his Horus Heresy series, it's very good. Um, and I would recommend it to to literally anyone. Oh yeah, it's solid. I like. It's a really good forty k book. I liked the. Um I, I liked that he managed to work in that they were primaries, and that he wasn't just a, a regular Space Marine showing up to talk to other regular space marines that in fact the mechanicus and the uh, custodes had made it through to deliver this knowledge and impart it to them and yeah. it was like oh and by the way we're out which means that there is one ship that made it through and back out the custodes and the admech which just shows you that custodes plus rusty 17 is win heck yeah <laughs> man on, on that i guess we'll uh, we'll be back in a minute earl hagen was a legend in 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. And we're back just right in time for a plane to fly right overhead again. Heck yeah. Uh, episode of this, uh, title of this episode, of course, is going to be uh, Planes Over Houses. Um, yeah, that was, that was Spears of the Emperor is uh, a great uh, book. Uh, Codex Ultramarines, or yeah, Codex Ultramarines, Codex Space Marines. Oh, um, and Codex Ultramarines. And Codex Ultramarines and Codex White Scars. Yeah. Check out our YouTube channel, uh, Mob Rules. 
on YouTube for reviews of that and kind of looks into what the competitive builds are. Thank you for your support for the weird little shorts I want to make. Um, Stop wearing those shorts, Dave. Last, <laughs> I can't help it. Last minute when I, I just can't go nude, Dave. <laughs> and, and and just general appreciation to the guys when I come to them and be like, "Hey, uh, tomorrow night in less than twenty four hours, I need to burn a bunch of your shit and also have you say and do these things." <laughs> and also, Dave, bring a bathrobe. Uh, <laughs> we didn't so, end up using that. No, <laughs> well, you didn't. I did. <laughs> But for that all, uh, thank you. And yeah, we're going to be back in two weeks. In two weeks time, we're going to be talking about the lore of Kodak Space Marines um, and Ultramarines and White Scars and kind of more of how Primaris are being introduced in a 40K, which spoilers, I think is being really well done right now. I'm excited. But yeah. But anyway, for Mob Rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. And I've been Dave. And we'll see you in two weeks.